shotglassdigital.com. Attention everyone, this is an emergency broadcast. The unpleasant noise you are about to hear coming from your radio is not a mistake. Please do not turn off your radio, but turn up the volume on your receiver as high as it can go. Well, hello again, everyone, and welcome to Rock Out Loud. This is the podcast in the Goliverse where we stick it to the man. That's what we do around here. We're rock and roll, man. That's what, Throw up your devil horns, put on your black leather, and your, and your spike your hair, you know, with like Aquanet hairspray. The point is this. It's time to rock, and that's what we do here. And to help us out to do it right, my friends is everyone's favorite rocker chick all the way from the wonderful world of New Jersey, the magical, mystical realm where devils darken the sky and country singers have a strong sway over the older folks. (laughs) It's our dear friend and rocker chick, Kristen from Jersey. What's up, Kristen? What's up, guys? For those about to rock, I salute you. A salute. Yeah. <laughs> Attention. I hear you, Kristen. It's it's good to be talking to you. It's good to ha- it's good to be back with the show. We we'd kind of gotten in a in a weekly rotation, and then I was gone for a couple of days, and that threw all of the rotations of the shows off. But um, uh, but it's good to be back and talking some rock and roll. I know it's been too long, especially because we got in the habit of doing one a week, and then it was like, oh, it's been like three weeks. What? <laughs> it's crazy. I don't, I, I don't feel like I've been rocking out as hard as I need to lately. So, oh, I was rocking out. I was rocking out this past week. <laughs> there you, I hear you. We're gonna talk about that in a second. Yeah. Uh, before we do, though, I wanna, I wanna go ahead and put the call out to all the, uh, to all the listeners of the show. We need your help now. Rock Out Loud is on iTunes in its own feed. All you have to do is go to iTunes, go to the iTunes store, search for Rock Out Loud, and it'll come right up. Uh, there's also a link at um, geekoutpodcast.com, uh, and you can click on that up in the up in the pages section with all the different show links in iTunes. And um, not only subscribe to it in iTunes, but also if you've got the time, if you'll take the time, leave a rating and review. We have four right now, all of which we're greatly thankful for. And uh, but the more ratings and reviews we get, the more that helps us kind of get in in the know. That helps people kind of notice what we're doing. And it's hard to get noticed in the music section of podcasts. So we need your help with that. If you could help us out uh, and take the time to do that, I want to thank those that have already. Um, I Nip, who I can only assume is Michael Nip, uh, who said he saw a Geek Out Loud shirt in the wild. By the way, when he went to see Guardians of the Galaxy. Stop. Yeah, I'm serious business. Um, That's killer. And he didn't talk to the person. Uh, he said he couldn't get to him. So uh, Jester nine nine nine, which really makes me feel like this dude or whoever it is is like a is is like a hard rocker because that nine 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 flip it upside down. Mm-hmm. It, ooh, we know what that is. Yeah, my Lanta. The number of the beast. That's right. That's right. Uh, Skuldren. Ooh. Um, <laughs> we have the metal people giving us the reviews. I hear you. And then Lakehead Troy. So thank you guys for your reviews. We really appreciate it. And um, 
I like what Skuldron said. He says, sometimes magic is on the mix. You start with a talented podcaster like Steve Glosson. That's all we need. Toss in the perfect complimentary host that is Kristen. And steer them toward a topic like Def Leppard, Power Ballads, or Travel Music, and you have podcasting gold. These two are on a serious roll with some great shows right out of the gate. They discuss 80s bands, 90s music, modern stuff, and, well, anything that rocks. If you're looking for something to turn your boring commute into a I can't wait to get back in the car and hear the rest of uh, that experience and Rock Out Loud should be next on your playlist. So That's so nice. Yeah, thank you so much, Skuldron. We appreciate your um your review of the show and and, uh, and anyone who would who would go over and do that for us, we'd greatly appreciate it. And it helps us out, like I say, and helps us get noticed. Also, you want to help us out a, a little bit more you can head over to facebook.com slash rockoutloudpodcast. Facebook.com slash rockoutloudpodcast. Give us a like over there. We're at 80 likes. I'd love to get 100 likes with the release of this episode. So, yes, I, and I know awesome. I know there are way more than 80 of you listening. We have way more than 80 listeners. Head over there and like us. Get us to that next milestone uh, with Rock Out Loud. And, um, and, and listen, people have been posting like crazy. There's all kinds of stuff popping up on the page, uh, not only from Kristen, who does a great job of posting some uh, music and different interviews and such as. She actually, last thing you posted there was the Joe Elliott Facebook fan Q&A. Yeah, buddy. So, they did. They did another one too. So it's like part two's out. Like I, I could just listen to him talk forever, which is great because he can talk forever. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then we've even got listeners posting stuff. Jeffrey Fish Fishbach uh, posted a picture um, of his trip to to Mr. Morrison's grave, to Jim Morrison's grave. Oh, um, I got goosebumps. I'm like, I need to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, and. Um, and then he asked a question we're going to address in a little bit when, when we're talking about your experience. So head over to Facebook.com slash Rock Out Loud Podcast and, uh, and help us out. And don't forget, guys, you can, after these shows, uh, once they're posted, you can go to uh, geekoutpodcast.com slash rockoutloudpod. And there is the listing of all of our shows with show notes. And it has a listing of the songs that we... Uh, talk about in the show and each song is a link to amazon and when you use those links to go to amazon and get those mp3 versions of those albums it helps out uh all of the goalovers so if you do that that'd be great and you can also of course patreon thanks to all of our patreon supporters who are supporting us at patreon.com slash geek out loud your support means the world to us and and we really really appreciate that now let's get into this thing because Kristen. Uh, you went and saw Def Leppard. Yes, I did. Um, <laughs> how was your experience? It was amazing. <laughs> I mean, it it wasn't, you know, it was my, let's put it this way. It was my least um, entertaining mm-hmm. of the, like, the previous shows I've been to. Because let's be real, last two shows I talked about, I met Rob Thomas. And then I got upgraded to sixth row for Journey. <laughs> So that didn't happen. Believe me, looked for the guy, found out he wasn't working. So I tried. I tried my hardest. (laughs) But we ended up, like, we ended up getting there, like, felt like we got there and the opening band, who was not Cobra and the Lotus anymore. Okay. It it was some other band um, who said that, you know, they do their own songs and they're all about their own songs. And then they went into a cover of Helter Skelter, which didn't really make sense. Mm. Um, Which if you want to, like, side note, if you want to make my aunt fly off the handle, talk to her about how all these new bands are covering, like, Bad Company and and stuff. And she will just go (laughs) off, fly off the handle. (laughs) 
it's amazing though because we're both like no it's it's the worst um but yeah so they played helter skelter and then you know we got our lawn seats and we sat in our spot and you know we're sitting there talking and i'm just like oh my god like i'm, I'm starting to like shake i'm so excited i haven't seen Def leopard since i saw them with poison like a few years ago and like i just miss i miss them so much and everyone's like Def leopard comes around all the time I'm like really because it's been years since i last saw them <laughs> like this is ridiculous um so, you know, they started playing Won't Get Fooled Again by The Who. And, of course, you know, I, I am a fan. I, I am aware what they come out to. So I, like, stand up, and that song's 20 minutes long. And these guys next to me who, again, there is no one around us on the lawn. No one. Hmm. These two dudes have to sit down next to us. Oh. Really? 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 I hate that. I hate that so much. <laughs> and they, they're like. <laughs> That's like when you're at a restaurant with booths. And like yes! there's tons of booths and you're sitting in one and then someone decides to sit right behind you or in front of you like the, the at the joining booth when there's when they need to skip a booth. Yeah, you're like, really guys? Yeah. Like, can you take it down a section? Like, can you sit in section seventeen? Like, uh uh-uh, uh, I can't. So they're like they're not coming out yet. It's only 7.50. And I looked down at them and I was like, Well, this is the song they come out to, Skipper, so I'm standing. Sorry about it. Like, and then, you know, they do like their little clock thingy that's like, you know, two minutes and 59 seconds. And yes. I'm like sitting there dying. And I'm like, oh my God. And my aunt's friend who came up and visited us, he's like, I can't believe how into Def Leppard she is. Cause every time we go see Def Leppard, he's there. And he's always like, you know, like every song. I'm like, dude, you don't even know. You don't even know like you- the level of love <laughs> that I have for that band. Like, you, you have no idea. Yeah. You really don't. You really, really, really don't understand. <laughs> like, Oh, so good. So, you know, they come out and, you know, seeing them in the daylight was bizarre because the last time I saw them in daylight, they were, op- well, they were touring with Brian Adams and Brian Adams and them did a flip-flop every night and with the show that I saw, Def Leppard went on first. So it's just bizarre, but, like, their show was incredible. They kept a lot of the production from Las Vegas, so it was very, like, clean and, like, oh, my God. During Hysteria, when they start showing all those pictures from, like, the band's history, I'm, like, dying. Like, I'm grabbing onto my aunt. I'm, like, I am, like, so emotionally moved right now. Like, it's incredible. Like, because, A... A, I love that song. That song is so perfect. And like summertime outside, and like there's breeze. Oh my God, amazing. And like, I just, I can't. And then, you know, the genius, the genius next to us, Steve, are you ready for this literal sentence that came out of his mouth? Oh no. You know, man, every single song that they've played, I've known. And I, tur- and I just turned to my aunt, I'm like, are you kidding? What does that even mean? Like, did you not, like, did you not think that you knew Def Leppard? Like, did he not, not know, like, so he was saying this as, I'm surprised that I know all of these songs. Yes. And I'm like, really, bro? Like, do you listen to the radio? Like, what are you doing with your life? Like, I don't understand. I don't get it. Um... So yeah, they were they were just incredible, and I hit my aunt like seven times. I'm like, this is so good. I, I love it so much. Kristen, I'm so sorry to interrupt. I, I don't. I'm in a little bit of a shock again. <laughs> I shocked you twice. I today. mean, I just I don't understand how you go to a concert, you buy the tickets, and you go, <laughs> and you're surprised that you know the music that you're going to listen to. Oh, well, see, the crowd was horrible. Like, it was so bad. Like, 
I mean, I said to you the other night when we were talking, mm-hmm. you know, there was no reaction. And there wasn't even really reaction for pour some sugar on me. Ugh. Because usually, like, you know, I... I'm annoying, and I'm like, yeah, you can all stand up now, guys. This is the part where you all wake up. Come on, let's do this. Like, <laughs> I like, I don't. I'm not an elitist by any sense of the words, but it really irks me when every song a band has is a hit. Because literally every song Def Leppard played was just a massive, a massive hit. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just reading the comment that you left in the chat. <laughs> She is. I love her. Um, but it's like every song Dev Leppard played is a hit. Yeah, you're, yeah. They were. You're I mean, not going to sing at all. Oh, I did. Oh, and I did. I, you know, I like blew my vocal cords out, and mm. I said to Angie, I was like, Angie, because apparently, you know, the news in Def Leppard land is that they're going to finish this. That uh, they're going to finish this Kiss tour. They're going to go into the studio finish the album they already have 15 songs so they're going to go into the <gasps> studio and then they're going to do a world tour from that album so thank god because that means that Def Leppard's going to play more than 75 minutes which oh. thank thank the lord <laughs> um wait a minute hold on <laughs> Def Leppard is working on a new album they got a new album they're working on yes Steve oh my god I didn't know this Yes, they like they got together like, you know what? Let's just see what happens. Let's just write let's just write some songs. Yeah, 15 songs later, I'm like, this is the fastest album that these guys have ever done since like High and Dry. So, let's hope that that that, that gets out there like ASAP. And they said that they're like, you know, we would never go back and do a High and Dry or a Pyromania again. Like we would never want to, you know, try and redo that. And um, they said, but they said they're like, you know, about five songs that we have is that very like classic Def Leppard oh. sound. And they're like, we almost hate to say that because we don't want, you know, people to listen to it and be like, that's not classic Def Leppard or they're just trying to rehash the past. But like, oh. th- they're saying it's very heavy, it's very guitar heavy and very driven. And I'm just like, you guys can put out anything and I will just buy it. When I love it, you so much. When is it coming? Um, well, they're saying next year. So apparently, like fall of next year, they are gonna either do um, like Europe. They're gonna start the European World Tour, and then they're gonna come through in like late winter, early spring here. So I mean, we shall see. I really, really hope that I see them. And I told Angie, I was like, Angie. If they do more than one show in Jersey, I was like, I have to go to one without you because I am pre- like, I am preparing. I'm saving up now. A little bit of each paycheck is going into my Def Leppard fund, and I will meet them, and I will be within the first three rows. I do not care. I told Angie, I was like, Ange, I have to meet them and tell them how much they have impacted me before they die. Like... Because, like, that ba- I wrote that band, like, a 10-page love letter when I was eight years old. And they responded to it and sent me back stuff. They responded to it. They did. It, and it and, was them. It was them personally. No, it was them. And because my dad looked at the autograph, my dad's like, they've really signed this, Kristen. Like, <laughs> this has got, like, the holographic of a Sharpie. It's not just a copy. You're right. You know, one time Hulk Hogan got injured in a match and kids were sending him get well wishes and he would send back autographed photos. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I literally, like, I gushed 
about how much I love them. And I was very clear about, you know, I'm eight years old and my favorite song by you guys is Die Hard the Hunter. Like, I was into it. And I mean, they wrote me back and that had such a huge impact on me. Like, because most bands would never even think to do that. So I just, I need to meet them. And, you know, I have, I have a limit for how much I'm willing to spend on this meet and greet. So it's going to happen. And then if Vegas happens, God forbid, because I'm going to probably do another one. And I just like, I need to stop, but I, I have to meet them. And I just, I have to just be in the same room with them and just being, being able to say to them, like, you guys have impacted my life so much with the music that you've made. And I really don't give a crap if I'm cool for liking you guys or if I'm a loser, I do not care. Like your guys' music has been with me my entire life. Thank you for that. So hopefully I'll get the opportunity to say that. Um, All right. right. Again, sorry to interrupt. There's, there's so much, there is so much that has happened here in the past few minutes since I'm sorry. Let me just be honest. There is so much that has happened in the past 37 minutes and 54 <laughs> seconds that has blown my mind. And I'm not going to go down the list right now. Bigfoot, Jersey Devil, your dad following a country music star around. The guys not knowing who they were there to see. And now Def Leppard's got a new record. But check this out. If it comes out fall of next year, fall of 2015. Oh, God. <laughs> can I just tell you... The year that is that 2015 is shaping up to be the best year ever. You're talking Avengers two, all right. You're talking Star Wars. You're talking Avengers two at the beginning of the summer. Star Wars in December, and smack dab in the middle, a new Def Leppard album. Yes, please. Hallelujah. Star Wars celebration in April in Anaheim. My Lanta, Kristen. 2015 could go down as the greatest year in the history of my life. Oh my god! I hope it does, Steve. I hope it does. Holy oh. cow! Well, and just listen, think, Man of Steel, or well, the the quote unquote sequel to Man of Steel, really Batman vs Superman. That was supposed to come out in 2015. I would have died. That's right. That's true. So, oh man. Well, listen. Uh, they told you, and they told me the same thing. Don't forget about them, and they won't forget about you. I know. That's that's how they end every show, and my heart swells. I'm like, I could never forget you. <laughs> <laughs> I turn into Jane Eyre and I'm like, I would never forget you. How could you imagine that? Oh, uh, well, it sucks that you had a bad crowd. Oh my God. They were horrible, but whatever. I mean, I don't care. It's broad daylight. I'll dance. Like I don't, I don't care. Like I really don't. And I'll sing loud and then I'll yell at people. I'll be like, how do you not know? Let's get rocked. <laughs> I, I get very aggressive. Oh, let's just say. Listen, it was animal and let's get rocked. That caused me to completely completely break out in, in at, at the show I was at. And and it was like, that was the moment I'm like, I, all right, I'm done. Here we go. <laughs> I don't care what anyone thinks around me. We're going for it. That's right. That's right. We're just going to, we're going to belt it out. So, oh. so, so I, I hate that the crowd suck though. Um, did now you guys, you told me you didn't stick around for um, kiss. Oh no, we bailed mm-hmm. because we saw like we saw them with Motley Crue two summers ago. They were horrible. Like er, I shouldn't say that because if any Kiss fans listen to this, they could get very, very like Agitated. personal with their band. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So like I like Paul Stanley's voice was shot, and no one can say that Paul Stanley's voice is not shot. Um, and they didn't do a set list that like I mean. 
Kiss is billing this tour as like a night of hits. And I feel like Def Leppard really comes through on that that end of it. Whereas like Kiss, I don't need to hear, and I know, I know God of Thunder is the big thing that Gene spits blood during. I don't need to hear God of Thunder. Um, I don't need to hear Deuce for the 78th time. Like, I would love to hear Strutter. They never play it. Strutter is, like, considered one of the best Kiss songs ever, and they don't play it. Like, whatever. Dr. Love. Like, yes. what the hell up, man? Yes. You know? Like, and even, like, you know, some of, you know, the non-makeup era stuff. Again, mm-hmm. like, I know they would never play it. They did play Lick It Up, but right. that was such a huge hit. But, like... Kiss has such a deep catalog. It's like, why do you play the same set every year? It's like Bon Jovi. Like, I shouldn't be able to count the symbols of the first song and count to 10 and then have you go shot through the heart. Like, I shouldn't be able to do that. Right. So, you know. But, yeah, we left. And my aunt had to work the next day. And I was like, dude, I am totally fine with, like, bailing after Jeff Leopard because that's who he came to see. And... The guys next to us like, you guys were leaving? What the hell? I'm like, dude, I'm here for Def Leppard. That's what I was here for. <laughs> Bye. I saw my 75 minutes. Have a good night. Bye. Mm-hmm. And then, like, some dude in, like, okay, side note. Mm-hmm. If you're going to go to a Kiss show, how long has Kiss been wearing makeup for? Since the 70s. Right, right. You go to a Kiss show and you want to paint your face, you damn well better have some great makeup on. <laughs> Like, your star better be pristine. Use some tape. I did that when I was Ziggy Stardust. It better be crisp lines. Your demon better be crisp. Your silver better be right. Like, come on. Like, if you're a fan and you want to show like that you're a fan and you have to do that by wearing makeup, you better rock it. Well, maybe they sweated it off. Maybe that was the problem. They didn't. I watched a guy put his Gene Simmons, I think it was Gene Simmons, who knows, his demon makeup on. And I'm just like, oh, my God, this is so bad. Mm. Like, again, you better rock it. So we're leaving. And this dude in horribly applied Gene Simmons makeup. <laughs> I who's got- pro- what? <laughs> I'm sorry. Doc Zen in the chat. What if you're a fan but bad at paint and just bought a mime mask? <laughs> No, it's not okay. <laughs> oh, man. It's not okay, Doc. But, like, he's probably 19, probably yeah. not even 19. And he's yelling at these guys that are leaving after Def Leppard, much like us. Mm-hmm. And, he, you know, he's, like, cursing them. And he's like, Def Leppard effing sucks. No. Yeah. And the guy's like, dude. You're dressed up like Gene Simmons and you look like hell. Like, if you want to brawl, like, let's do it. Because the guy he was yelling at was probably, like, 30. <clears throat> well, tell us what you really think, Kristen. <laughs> it's, no, I mean, that's what the guy said to him. But, nice. Like, it's like, dude, like, you know, it's a night of, you know, two legendary bands. Mm-hmm. Like, why do you just have to rain on someone's parade? Because, again, people have told me all my life. Def Leppard sucks. Bon Jovi sucks. Uh-uh. Like, you stop it. Because I will get so passionate and be like, no, you suck. Like, I will turn into a three-year-old. <laughs> but it's like, come on, man. Don't do that in public. Don't, just don't do that in your bad Gene Simmons makeup. Don't don't be that yeah. guy. Yeah, that's like going to... For, for those of you who are more on the geeky side of things, that's like um, buying some really bad uh, Spock ears and yelling at a Star Wars fan at a convention. Yeah, 
you just yeah. you just don't do it. Yeah, yeah. And I will say this: that Def Leppard of that show is Star Wars. And, oh yeah. And Kiss. Oh is yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Joe Elliott—he's famous for saying that when they were making Pyromania. They said to Mutt Lang, and Mutt Lang was on the same page. They wanted to make Star Wars for the years. <sighs> and they did. Yeah, they did. <laughs> bring bring nice. in the geekiness back into I, it. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> well, listen, I just, I am, I'm with you. If Def Leppard tours again, I'll, I'm going to do whatever I can do to get there. Right. Um, you know, if they're, if they're in Jacksonville or Atlanta, um, I'm going to do my best to get wherever they're at because I was so impressed with them live, Kristen. Yeah. Um, it, it was just, they are so good. They're so solid. Um, and just think, it would be like two hours of that, Steve, or two and a half hours of that, not 75 uh, minutes. I, I would love it. I could see that's the thing is like, they never, they never needed to be with kiss, No. That, you know, and, and that's, you know, that's their business. If that's what they want to do, that's fine. That's fine, <laughs> but I would, I would, I would go watch him play for three hours, you know, and and pull out the deep cuts, play your new music, play some uh -huh. hits, you know, whatever you got. I'm so stoked that there's there there's a here's a here's a link. I, I, I think Doc actually put it up in the chat. It's at ultimateguitar.com, ultimate-guitar.com. Uh, Def Leppard guitarist Phil Collin has revealed that the band has started writing 15 songs for their upcoming album. In an interview with Classic Rock, the guitarist has explained that while the band was originally planning to produce an EP, they now have enough material for an album. I just got back from a very productive and creative Def Leppard session in Dublin. We got about 15 songs started. What we thought was going to be an EP has now definitely turned into an album of new Def Leppard material. Colin also revealed that the band has been on a new diet since working on the album after meeting a gourmet vegan chef. The whole time we were there, the incredible chef... Uh, Jenny Cook put the band on a raw vegan food diet. No, it's not just lettuce. We were treated to some of the tastiest foods I've ever had in my life. I don't care about all that. I care about 15 <laughs> new songs, new album, and uh, wow. Dang. And their last album was incredible. So, like, if yeah. this album is even, like, you know, part of that, like, Songs from the Sparkle Lounge kicked ass. Like, it was a rocker, man. I loved that album. I don't even care. Like, I mean, I sent you that Tim McGraw song. And mm -hmm. you were like, Kristen, it's Tim McGraw. I'm like, just listen to it. Yes, Just yes, listen to it. Yeah, yeah, yep. <clears throat> well, um, I do, before we get out of this concert talk, uh, Wendy Cooper sent us an email. And she says, I have a question for Kristen. The other day I heard from a host of a, from a non-rock radio station say that when she goes to a concert, she never wears T-shirts from the artist she's going to see. She said it was bad form. You mm -hmm. could wear tees from other artists' concerts or a vintage tee like the artist's first tour or something, but never a recent concert tee. I thought this was weird because you go to a sporting event of any kind, you swag up. The more team clothing worn, the better. So as a regular concert going, what do you think? I'm curious about your thoughts. That's from Wendy, and it's also on the Facebook page. Um, uh, Jerry Fish Fishbox says, listening to my first show, why is it wrong to wear band t-shirts to concert? My favorite band of all time is Rush. I finally saw them for the first time last year, and 90% of the people were wearing Rush shirts. I guess I'm an old frat, or, or I, mean, I guess he means old fart, and don't see the problem. I mean, you go to a sporting event and you wear the colors. So he, he says the same thing that Wendy says about the colors at the sporting event. Um, so let's talk about that real quick. I just like it's so weird because I addressed this on one show and right. everybody was like, "What are you talking about?" I'm like, 
really? There's like, okay, I don't know about Rush, but let me tell you, there is only one band you are allowed to wear the shirt to the show. Iron Maiden. That's it. Like, sporting event, there's two teams playing against one another. You have to support your team. You got to wear, you know, your player, your favorite player, whatever. You go to a concert, we all know why you're there. Like, if it's Def Leppard and Kiss, you're there for Def Leppard or Kiss. Mm -hmm. And if you're wearing makeup, I'm pretty sure you're there for Kiss. You don't need to wear, like, you know, a Kiss concert shirt. You just don't do it. It's just one of those rules. Like, it's one of those unspoken rules you do not do. Like I said, I broke it. My first Bon Jovi show, or my set, whatever, my first Bon Jovi show, I wore a Bon Jovi shirt. I didn't know any better. My aunt was like, oh, she's like 12. We'll let her do her thing. <laughs> but like, you just don't do it. You learn. It's just bad form. You don't, you just don't do it. Just don't do it, guys. So it's, it's, it's one just, of those things. It's a just social faux it. pas. Now, here's the thing. Uh, Fish in the chat, in the, on the Facebook mentioned Rush. And Rush is one of those bands that have that kind of personality about them where I feel like, I feel like their fans would be decked out in Rush. I do too. I feel like it would kind of be like a Maiden thing because Maiden mm -hmm. fans are nuts. Yeah. And I love it, but Maiden fans are crazy. Um, and I feel like Rush kind of has that. I also feel like Rush fans, and even in a sense Maiden fans too, because well, Rush gets more airplay than Maiden does, but I feel like people that are Rush fans were never considered like the cool kids. Like I feel like right. everyone always thought like they looked down upon them. So they're like, no, I'm wearing my rush stuff. Like, screw you. Damn the man rush. That's what it's about. You know? So rush. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they get a pass. Okay. I'm not really into that. Right. Right. Universe. Uh, right. But and, and see, that's neat. Yeah. Neither am I really into that universe either. What about tie dye to a grateful dead concert? No, no. We all know you're hippies. We all know you're stoners. No. Okay. What about this? What about a vintage, like from the, the 80s, uh, Pyromania shirt at a Def Leppard concert? See, I even say no to that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I don't. Like, right. when I go to a show, like, it's, it's one of those things. And it might be because, you know, I grew up with my aunt who, you know, the 80s, you went to a show and you, it was like, you look the part. You know, like you put effort into what you're wearing. So when I go to shows, I'm like, I'm not there to like wear, you know, a frumpy concert shirt. Am I going to look like I'm going out to eat at a five star restaurant? No, but I'm going to look like I am there to rock. And I always do. Me and my studded boots that I wore to Def Leppard was great. <laughs> and I was wearing like a red poncho with skulls and feathers and stuff. It was awesome. Wow. Yeah, just don't, just don't wear it. Put some effort into it, guys. Okay, what about... <clears throat> You're just going to keep throwing at me. What about this? Well, I just remember, like, I remember old video footage of people at Madonna concerts. And I know she's not rock and roll, but I'm talking about back in the 80s. And these girls would come dressed just like Madonna. The plastic bracelets, the, the sunglasses, everything. What about See, that? I'm okay with that mm -hmm. because that's a style. Okay. Like, again, you're dressing up. You're looking the part, you know? Like, you're not just wearing a T-shirt. Okay. All right. So it's all about the T-shirt aspect to you. It's about, it's just about, like, a T-shirt that says Def Leppard. And I'm at a Def Leppard show. Like, I don't know. I look down upon those people. <laughs> <laughs> 
I sit up in my lofty tower of rocking out, and I look down upon those who would wear such swag. Um, okay, let me uh-huh. let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, dude, a dude, uh-huh. um, decks out in um. I don't know. He knows he's going to see. We'll just say Leopard. You know, he's a rocker from the '80s. You know, he this this was his tough. And so he decks out in maybe I don't know jeans, maybe some uh, some you know some rocker boots of some sort for dudes, like some combat kind of boots, you know, kind of thing. Um, and and maybe he's got a a uh, a, a, a even an old denim jacket, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's got like leopard patches on it. That's fine. Okay. It's an accessory. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't hang out with him, by the way. Uh, <laughs> I mean, now do I look at those people? Did I see people? And me and my aunt turned to one another and were like, what is this, 1987? Wait, where are we? What year? What year? What year? I don't really know. <laughs> but, yeah, I saw those people in Atlanta too. Right? And then you see people like the wigs and you're like, um, What? I saw people wearing wigs at the Darkness concert, which was bizarre. We're not even going to get into that. Hmm. But I'm like, what's with the wigs? Like, we're not at Steel Panther. Well, there were people, um, there were people wearing wigs, Kiss wigs at at the show I was at. Well, I mean, Kiss wears wigs at right. the Kiss show, so. Okay. All right. I'm just trying to make sure I got the rules down because I don't want to. I don't want to break down. If I if I were to suddenly come into some money in the next week or two that just like, I mean, like, I, you know, like if, if suddenly someone won the lottery and said, I don't want this winning lottery ticket, you take it. Um, <laughs> I would be headed to Atlanta at the end of the month for Slash and Aerosmith. And I just want in case that should happen. I just want to make sure that I'm, I'm so don't wear a top hat to a Slash show. No, I, I no. Well, no, you can just don't wear the shirt. It's all about the shirt. It's all about the shirt. Okay. Don't wear the you know the and, Miles Kennedy and Slash T-shirt and or it, the Guns and Roses shirt. Don't wear it. And what it comes down to is just a social faux pas. Yeah, it's it's one of those unspoken rules of rock and roll. So you are right now being like the Emily Post of of rock concerts for us. You're giving us proper rock and roll concert etiquette. I am. Okay. And I will have you know, I'm doing that while sitting here in a Def Leppard Union Jack t-shirt. But I'm not at the concert. You're not at the so concert. Fun. Right. Okay. <laughs> I'm with you. I bought this shirt in 2003. <clears throat> Thank you. Now, um, Doc Zen brings up something. It's like back in the day when the when you had the, the Halloween costumes, you'd have a mask, say, of Superman. Mm-hmm. And then there was like this plastic smock you'd put on and might have a red cape off of it. But there it had, and it had the S and everything. And then underneath it, it would say Superman. <laughs> <laughs> we know who you are. Oh, wow. Wayne asks a great uh, question in the chat. He says, isn't rules of rock and roll a contradiction in terms? Ah. <sighs> Why, like, why? Why do we just have to get, it's just, it's a rule, man. Like, you just know, you just don't do it. And if you do it, know that people like me are just going to be like, oh, yeah, with your Kiss shirt at your Kiss concert. All right, you're cool. Like, that's just what's going to happen. It's not just going to be me. Okay. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Can we talk about, too, I loved how someone asked, I forget who it was, Michael. Michael was like, "Um, Kristen, did you do a rail of Coke before the show? I'm really energetic tonight, Steve. (laughs) You're pumped up. I'm, I'm digging I it. I am. I'm digging it. I'm, I'm totally digging it. 
Um, all right. Well, here, let's do this. Uh, so, one out, one, one out of ten, you gave the show a... I give it an eight mm-hmm. because the crowd was horrible and because it was only 75 minutes. Okay. And that's it. Right. It would have been a 10 if it would have been longer and All the right. crowd would have been better. Okay. All right. Well, you know what? <clears throat> Jersey crowds get better. Yeah. Get like, better. Oh, just bad. Um, all right. Uh, let's jump into some emails real quick, Kristen. Um, Gabe chimes in. He says, Hey, Stephen Kristen, the Gabe Vermont, who we played a little bit from his uh, album on, mm-hmm. on the show. He said, thank you so much for playing my CD. Did you buy it? If so, did you enjoy it? I didn't buy it cause I don't have the disposable income to be buying albums here lately. He says, I was afraid of telling you about it cause I didn't want you to think I was trying to use you to promote my stuff. So I had an idea for a show. You could do real songs by real. I mean, songs that have a deep message, be they political, religious, or anti-suicide. Um, wow. Speaking That's of a heavy show. Yeah. Speaking of su- anti-suicide, Five Finger Death Punch had the most powerful anti-suicide video you'll ever see. It's called Coming Down. It's very graphic, but powerful. Um, and uh, he goes on to say, here's a list of songs with deep meaning that you can check out, maybe. Uh, the Freshman by The Verb Pipe. Yep. Uh, great band that only had this hit. It's all about a girl getting an abortion, living to regret it. The next song is the same thing. Ben Folds Five, Brick. Now, is Brick, is that the... 6 a.m. No. I don't know much about Ben Folds 5. Uh, piano based rock ballad. Very beautiful. I think that is it. Uh, the Last Night, Skillet. Yeah. Uh, Skillet is a. I've got, a lo- I've got mixed feelings about Skillet. <laughs> because Skillet comes out of the Christian rock stuff that I'm very, uh-huh. very familiar with. Very super familiar with it. And some of their earlier stuff, I really dug. But then they kind of became like this this Christian emo band. And that always feels very, to me, it, it feels very contradictory. So, You don't like the emo, Steve. I really, I, I, sometimes, depends. It depends <laughs> on if it jams or not. Uh, he says, great anti-suicide song. The lead singer talks about how he met a fan who had scars on her wrist and felt that nobody loved her. And he wanted to get across her that life is not pointless. Um... Uh, Welcome to Wherever You Are by Bon Jovi. This is the ultimate feel-good song. And then he gets real uh, with us, does Gabe. He says, I went through depressive mode one year, and this song really helped me through it. Makes you feel like you truly matter. Um, He says, the part that would get me to tears is, and this is from the Bon Jovi song, when you want to give up and your heart's about to break, remember that you're perfect. God makes no mistakes. Um, So... There you go. That is uh, that is from Gabe, and Gabe continues on. Uh, that, I, that would be interesting, Kristen, to try to talk about some of these songs that are... Well, before we went live, we were talking about um, a song mm-hmm. and, and the fact that a lot of people think it's like this pro, uh, pro-America pro song, but it's really almost an anti-war song and, and a kind of a wake-up call. Yep. Um, and uh, I think it'd be really interesting maybe to, to, to take songs like that, that that are kind of maybe politically charged or um, thematically charged in some way and, mm-hmm. and try to do it without like offering our f- full opinions on it and just talking about the music itself. 
I would love that yeah. because there, there are like huge hits where mm-hmm. like you'll tell people you'd be like, "Do you know what the song's really about?" And, pe- yes. and then you tell them, and it's like, it's like massive, huge hits. Like, I mean, if we're gonna do a show on it, I'm not gonna, you know, right. show all my cards now. But <laughs> well, like, show us one. Show us one if you can think of something. Um, well, slide by the Goo Goo Dolls. Mm-hmm. That's not a love song. What? Slide by the Goo Goo Dolls is about a couple that get unexpectedly pregnant. And she wants to have an abortion. Wow. Yeah. I and that's that. slide. Like that is one of the Why most played songs. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, May, do you want to get married or run away? Like, don't you love the life you killed? The priest is on the phone. Your oh, father wow. hit the wall. Your ma disowned you. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. You know, school, school and the children tonight yeah. <laughs> in the chat. Yeah, school and Steve. Uh, Gabe said, I forgot one thing. He sent another email, said, I forgot one thing. Since you did your podcast on the Brilliant Hysteria album, there's one important question that must be asked. Have either of you seen Hysteria, the Def Leppard story? It's a made-for-TV movie that aired on VH1 many years ago, and it's awesome. Yes, it is. Uh, obviously, it, dramatize, it, it dramatizes the story, so I don't expect perfect a- accuracy, but the feel is there. Mm-hmm. I did watch that. Uh, and uh, I thought it was good. I thought it was a good biopic. It was. And I kind of, I liked that it was about, like, there was so much focus on, you know, before they got big. Right. Like, about, like, the story that got them there. And I kind of liked how it stopped, like, at Pour Some Sugar on Me. Mm -hmm. Like, that's that's where it ended. I I mean, let's be real. Def Leppard has had such a, like, a storied career. Like, it could definitely be, like, a huge Hollywood movie one day. Like, please, for the love of God, after I'm dead. Because, like, they will never cast anyone as beautiful as Rick Savage. Sorry. But, (laughs) like, they could do it. And it would be a great, it would be a great movie. Uh, Gabe sends one more email. He says, one last thing, guys. My favorite Def Leppard uh, song is one people probably aren't aware of. It's Stage Fright from Pyromania. Then he, so good. But listen, then he asks this question. Y'all familiar with that one? <laughs> <laughs> um, no. Hmm. What, what album's that off of? <laughs> it's, it's, it's Pyromania, and here it is. I can't get sucked out into the Def Leppard vortex, Chris. And we've got a show to do. I but, know, but uh, it's so yes, good. That's yes. the song that they used to come out to in the 80s. Oh. And oh. they would, like, he would scream. I said, welcome to my show. Oh, my God, I died. <laughs> uh, you think it could still scream like that? Um, yes, I think... I think on like something like a residency, yes, where he's only doing it, you know, you know, twice a week. I right. think on like a huge tour, if you got him on the third day, I don't think he could. <clears throat> gotcha. But he screams when like they do the who thing when he does the yeah. That's him screaming. Hmm. Well, there you go. <laughs> um, I gotta stop saying there you go. Well, I've got no other reaction. That's that's your transition. Yeah, that's my transition. Um, Brian Beatty chimes in. He says, I wasn't able to listen live to your last show, but I saw on Facebook that it will be focused on ACDC. 
What? <laughs> what? <laughs> did we focus on AC? Well, our last one was the Dead Rockers, right? Yeah, and we we brushed over Bon Scott. Yeah, we didn't get to it, I don't think, did we? No. Yeah, because we, we were running, we went right we to running out of time. Yeah. Uh, he said, I want to get your thoughts on the bluegrass band Hazy Dixie that made a name for themselves doing bluegrass covers of ACDC songs and even opening for them a little. Didn't realize they'd open for them a little bit. That's cool. Um, I always liked odd mashups like that. In fact, I got excited earlier today when I came across an ad for a local Celtic restaurant and pub that is going to feature a band called Def Leprechaun this weekend. <laughs> oh, my good, gosh. Good. I feel like you're trolling us my right now. My friend and fellow role listener Greg and I were hopeful it would be something in the same vein, but it appears just to be a clever name. Any odd <laughs> musical mashups that you guys really like? Now, I've heard the Hazy Dixie stuff, and to me, that's when we talked a little bit about this in, in, in an email section on an earlier show, that I, I can never tell if these guys are serious or if it's for comedic effect. Yeah. Um, I'm not a, I don't like the bluegrass, you know, but no. it's, it's really interesting to me to hear some of these songs done in that vein. It's not something I would listen to all the time, but to hear it once, just kind of get a feel for it. It's, it is interesting. I'm not like, oh my God, what are you doing? I'm just like, okay, you got, okay. All right. You know, you got to, I, I feel like you got to respect the picking ability of a bluegrass band. You kind of do. And like my whole thing is if you if that is what it takes to introduce, you know, ACDC, Def Leppard, whoever to like a different like a whole different like audience, go for it. I might not listen to it, but go for it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I can't really think of any odd mashups like that that I that I enjoy. Um I I will check things out like that from time to time. Uh, just because, you know, but, um, it's not on the iPod. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Uh, Michael Cowan, not to be confused with Michael Cohen. Uh, maybe it is pronounced Cohen, but it's not my Michael Cohen. Um, not sure how you guys feel about Everclear as they were kind of in that nineties era, but they did a really awesome cover of, uh, Thin Lizzy's The Boys Are Back in Town that just rocks from the opening rift all the way to, till the end. They also covered Van Morrison's Brown Eyed Girl. Uh, I remember that. Well, anyway, uh, great show and keep rocking out. Um, so, and he says, P.S. I know it was more of a parody, but not even an honorable mention of chocolate pie. <laughs> is, hey, man, that's on you. I thought you were the king of self-promotion. Well, I, I try not to be so, you know, I didn't think it, it was appropriate at the time. <laughs> um, Everclear. How do you feel about Everclear? Um. I really don't have much of an opinion. I will mm-hmm. tell you, um, I will buy you a new life is on my iPod. Okay. I like so it was Santa Monica, I think. Didn't they do the song AM Radio? Oh, I have no idea. Yeah, I think there's a song by them called AM Radio, which is really good. And they mentioned Star Wars in the song. Oh, so um, it gets the seal of approval yeah, from you. Definitely, definitely. Uh I know you love the song by Thin Lizzy, The Boys Are Back in Town. Yes, I do. This is ever clear. You know, you know what movie this song was in? What movie? It was in that Detroit Rock City movie. Oh, oh my God! At the end, in the credits. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. It's a good cover. They do. I, I feel like they do a good job with it. 
So there's no, no Bon Jovi covering it. Uh, no. So, <laughs> but no one will ever top that except for Thin Lizzy. So, <laughs> um, we've got a a ton, a ton of emails, and so I'm I, we'll get to all of them uh, at a later date. But I'm gonna I'm gonna blow through just a couple more real quick. Um, one I feel needs to be addressed, John. Uh, sent us an email and he says, I'm enjoying the podcast, but I think I need to explain Gene Simmons quote bass solo unquote. The point of his solo is to make no noise and spit his blood. That's all. Nobody's looking to see how well Gene plays his bass. Honest. Okay. Here's my whole thing. And like my aunt even said it for Jeff Lepper when they played switch six twenty five, And I was like, you don't say anything about switch six twenty five. <laughs> but like, it's kind of true. Like if you're doing only 75 minutes, get the solos out of there. Yeah. Like yeah. you were there to just like rock my face off all night. Like, and again, I get it. That's, that's when Gene, you know, hits on some strings and flies and spits out the blood. I get it. Yeah. But that but again, whole, that whole, se- yeah, that whole segment went on forever at the show. And I, and look, and obviously John's a kiss fan and that's great. Uh, he says on Saturday, July 26th, I went to Homedale, New Jersey to see kiss for the 10th time. Was yeah. Where, was, you wanted the best by Joe Elliott. Amazing. Was that where you were? No, okay. but like I saw a video of Joe Elliott doing the whole introduction. Oh, did he do like, the introduction? That's awesome. Yeah, I posted it, I think, on our Twitter feed. I think. Um, He says, I'm a fan of Leopard, but never have a desire to see them before. I must say, not that bad live. Really tight. May want yep. to see them again. Also, Joe did the Kiss intro. That was awesome. Kiss, as usual, was great. Paul Stanley sounded much better than the last time I've seen them with Motley Crue. I will say this. Paul Stanley... You know, we talk about his voice kind of being blown out. The, the only time I feel like he's singing, he's still got some, but he needs to quit trying to talk the way he talks. Yes. Um. You know. Yes. I, so, like my vocal cords hurt listening to him. Right. He says maybe uh, for a future episode, you two could discuss dis- disappointing shows you've been to. I'll give you one. I saw the Steve Miller band back in '92. I was given free tickets and I was anticipating seeing them, and I was bored. I was so let down. They were top-notch players. And it sounded like I was playing his greatest hits and making fake crowd noise. <laughs> I left before it was over. What a letdown! That's that's um, that's that's disappointing. And John, he does put a P.S. in here. Kristen, Rangers rule. No, no, my, here, no. My point, no. my point about the Gene Simmons thing is, and, and I was his first time Kiss score and that sort of thing, is um, is that I, I'm just not. I am a fan of solos, you know, and and, and I love people showing off what they can do. Um, I, I guess I just want a fan of theatrics and everything. I, I feel like don't hide, you know, and it's always been Kiss's gimmick, if you will. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, it's just not, it wasn't for me, I guess. So that's it. And I'll add, because we probably won't ever be able to do a disappointing shows, because, Steve, you no. don't really go to many. No. Um, but my most disappointing show ever, the worst concert I've ever seen in my life, was Bon Jovi on July 26th, 2003, at Veterans Stadium in Philadelphia. Absolutely horrible. Why? Because it was they were closing out Veterans Stadium, which is such a storied, A, a storied venue in Bon Jovi's career, and B, a historic, historic venue in Philadelphia. And they didn't so much as mention that they were closing it. No fireworks. No, not, like, no, I'm not saying that, you know, Bruce Springsteen needs to show up and you need to play for seven hours and, like, commemorate it. But right. do something, like, have a t-shirt. I mean, Springsteen, when he played Citizens Bank Park, he even had specialized t-shirts made up for each stadium that he went to. Like, come, it was, it was horrible. And that was the last time I saw Bon Jovi. I was oh, done. I'm sorry. 
That's sad. That's a sad they, story. They broke my heart. And I was so excited because I'm like, oh, I'm seeing them shut down the venue. They're going to close it out. They're going to rock it to the ground. It's going to be great. And I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, here's the 10 symbol hits. Here mm. we go. We're going into bad name. All right. Now we're going mm. into Born to Be My Baby after this one, right? Yep. Okay. Oh. <sighs> let's hold, let's, my heart. Let's hold on to our Def Leppard hope. I know. <laughs> Uh, Jessica Becker chimes in. Hey guys, finally got caught up on all the episodes. Just wanted to send in a few contributions to the topics you've discussed. Uh, I think one of the biggest impacts music's had a musician's death has ever had on me was when The Rev died a few years ago. Oh, that was so sad. Avenged Sevenfold was one of my favorite bands all through high school, and when The Rev died, it was a big deal to me and my friends. He might not have had the biggest impact on music all uh, overall, but he was a fantastic drummer. Mm-hmm. Um, here, if you co- and he was so huge for that band, like creatively, he was huge. Yeah, yeah. I, again, I'm not that well versed in Avenged Sevenfold, um, but anytime that you have that fandom for a band like that, and and they're impacted by death, it, it is. It, it's it's hard and it hurts. And so, mm-hmm. um, then here are a few covers I love. She says. Flat, oh, this is a lady, by the way, Chris, and Rocker Chick. So here we go. I know, and she loves my chemical romance. This is my kind of girl. Well, there you go. Flash of the Blade by Iron Maiden and Walk by Pantera, both mm-hmm. covered by Avenged Sevenfold. I feel like out of all the modern rock bands that could cover these songs, Avenged is the best choice because uh, Sinister Gates and Zacky Vengeance are two of the best guitars to come out come about in the past 10 years. Absolutely. Under Pressure by David Boy and Queen, covered by My Chemical Romance and The Used. Yes! I almost took this into our covers podcast, but I didn't. <laughs> oh, you should have. Um, Smooth Criminal, uh, covered by Two Cellos. We played a little bit of those guys uh, on an episode when someone sent it in. And and I and honestly, I didn't want to say this. <laughs> so. Thank you for that. <laughs> And I just found one, which is one of the coolest I've ever seen. It's a hillbilly cover of Thunderstruck. It is fantastic. I think this may be the Hasey Dick. No, Steven Seagulls is what it says live. Um, you know, we got to check it out. Oh, it starts on a shot of a tractor. Uh-oh. This looks like it's in South Georgia right here. Oh, he's coming up riding on a lawnmower, Kristen. He's got an accordion. Let me make sure everyone hears what I'm saying. This man has an accordion. He is a fat man in overalls that are just a little bit too tight for him. No shirt on. He's got not some. He's got some kind of skin hat on over a camouflage baseball hat. We'll continue now. That's a banjo. Enjoying the music part of that, by the way. Uh, and then he had to open his. Then mouth. he had to sing. <laughs> but that was cool. That they were jamming out on on a banjo and a upright bass or a cello, if you will. And the dude was just playing some spoons for the percussions, and he had some drums. I guess he was getting ready to sound off on. And uh, that is cool, Jessica. Thank you so much for that. It says I love the show, and can't wait um, for the next episode. Oh, I'm sorry. She says. Uh, perhaps a show on band. I've listened to the last past episodes 
And it's been awesome to find that Kristen and my taste have overlapped so much when it comes to newer things. It made me think of a few things I'd be interested in getting both of your opinion on. Perhaps a show on bands you would have loved to see live. Oh, or, yes. Or, or bands <laughs> that you love that don't get as much recognition as they deserve. I love the show. Can't wait for the next episode. And that comes from Jessica. That's a good idea. Those are well. awesome ideas. Some underplayed stuff. One more I want to get to, and I and 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 we had several, but we're running way behind, and I and I want to get through all of our songs tonight because we've got a great, great uh, topic. Uh, this comes from Jared. Um, Christian, we've talked around Lenny Kravitz some on this show. Uh huh. We we you know we've talked about how there's nothing that we don't like about what we've heard by him, but we've just never really got into him big time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I may end up being a Lenny Kravitz fan after this email. Right. Uh, Jared says, I'm a longtime listener of most of the Goldiverse shows, and I've enjoyed listening to Rock Out Loud, though I can't say I'm a huge rock fan. I enjoyed a wide range of music, but mainly just listen to what feels good to me at the moment. Well, that's rock and roll, buddy. I lived in New Orleans for a number of years, so jazz is near and dear to my heart. I love a lot of classical-type music, mainly anything John Williams writes. And in recent years, I've listened to a lot of stuff John Stevens and Amos Lee. I heard Amos Lee at the House of Blues in New Orleans a few years ago and really loved him live. You've mentioned Lenny Kravitz a few, time on your, a few times on your podcast so far, and I've always enjoyed hearing his music on the radio. We lived a block from City Park in New Orleans, where Voodoo Fest takes place every fall, and I was able to sit on my front porch a few years ago and listen to Lenny Kravitz playing. Pretty cool to get to listen to someone like him live and for free on my front porch. Indeed. As part of the work I did in New Orleans post-Hurricane Katrina, I coordinated volunteer groups to aid gutting uh, flooded homes, rebuilding homes, building new homes, doing camp with inner-city kids, etc. A youth choir from First Baptist Louisville, Texas, came to help me out with some youth camps my last summer in New Orleans in 2010. At nighttime, they performed as a choir at several venues in New Orleans and surrounding towns. On their final night, they performed in Jackson Square in the French Quarter. As a warm-up song, and to attract a crowd, they began singing Lenny Kravitz's Fly Away. I was at the performance that night and took my father with me to hear them. As they were singing, I looked up and saw Lenny Kravitz sitting on a short wall ten feet from me listening to them sing. After a minute or so, he got up and walked over in front of them and began directing the choir. The choir had no idea that he was nearby listening. This was not planned or staged as I'd helped set them up to sing at the various venues they'd been at that week. The drummer eventually got up from his drum set and handed Lenny his sticks. Lenny sat down and began to play with them and they and sang as well. It was so surreal. What are the chances that he would be sitting somewhere nearby in New Orleans and hear his song being sung? He was classy enough to come over and join them and treated them with a lot of respect. I've included links to a few different YouTube videos of this for you to enjoy below. I kept in touch with the youth choir director for about a year after this happened. Lenny was trying to work with them uh, to use the choir in the background of a few songs he was recording. He also got in touch with the kid on guitar who had a lot of guts to continue playing and singing Lenny's song in front of him. Lenny really liked how the kid played and wanted to help him get a start in the music industry. Being there that night and seeing how Lenny handled himself and interacted with the kids really gave me a lot of respect for him. He seems like a cool, genuine person. Um... So, uh, you heard the story. Um, I want to play just a little bit of this video. Just sitting up on a terrace. This is Lenny talking. And I hear some strange music. Come 
so this is the band performing and Lenny's just sitting there clapping along with them and he's kind of like trying to get them all into it and this kid's playing guitar over there and I mean he's doing a good job and he just keeps singing even though Lenny Kravitz is standing right there listening to him sing his song kids got balls <laughs> and uh, and Lenny's just digging it and that's the kid doing a little solo and I mean Kravitz is into it by the way Me, uh, now Lenny's walking over to the drums. Kravitz is walking over to the drums. The kid just immediately hands off his sticks. And that's what that was the moment that was so cool to me is where he just goes over there and the kid hands off his sticks and Kravitz doesn't do anything to try to overshadow the band overpower that he just wants to go jam with him he does one quick roll in and at one point they kind of turn it over to him to do a quick little drum solo but uh but he just he just keeps rhythm with them and lets them keep doing their thing and then the guy walks over there and gives him the mic and and he sings with him a little bit and i'm just going to tell you straight up i'm i've got to look more into his music because respect to that man after that move that's so awesome i love that I, I, I'm telling you, anytime someone um, does something like that, and I mean, he didn't have to. You know, he could have sat on whatever chairs he was sitting on. Me like, yeah, it sounds like they're singing my song. That's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, you know, but he walks over and he jumps in with them, and um, and I mean, and, th- and there's that was a short edited version, and there's also a longer, like, ten minute version where he just keeps them going on this song. Yeah. You know, and um and they just have a good time with him. So really cool and uh Lenny Kravitz gets my seal of approval. I'll definitely post the longer version on our Facebook for everyone to check out too. Yeah, do that. Do that. And you can check it out at Facebook.com slash rock out loud podcast. We've got some more emails to get to, but we're going to get to them at a later date. A lot of good stuff. Rod asking about one hit wonders. Uh we've got uh mashup stuff, we've got some more covers talk. Covers, people digging the covers talk, Kristen. I know. That uh, definitely got a lot of feedback that episode. So uh, so we'll, we might have to revisit that at some point. Um, but here on this particular episode, we wanted to talk about it, and, and, and Kristen thought she was throwing me a softball. Um, but she <laughs> <I> was, did. <laughs> but for the first time since we've started this show, I was having Kristen's dilemma. <laughs> I don't know what to pick. I don't know what to choose. And I hammered out five. I was like, boom, here you go, Steve. <laughs> she was. It was so fast. I'm like, what, what world is this in which we live? <laughs> the bizarro world. <laughs> we have come to bizarro world. <laughs> but we're talking about, and uh, I'm so excited because we just get to talk the hits today. We're talking about <laughs> rock anthems. <laughs> the the big rock anthems that we all know and love. Kristen, what is a rock anthem? I feel like there are a few things that go into a rock anthem. I feel like, A, it has to be a song that kind of speaks to a generation. Okay. Um, and is very, like, associated with said generation. I feel like it's, like, the lyrics, they got to be simple. They, it's, it's one of those keep it simple stupids, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. 
they got to be simple lyrics that everybody can like sing along to and pump their fists in the air and throw the horns. Um, I also love, I think a lot of anthems to me, like you need, you need to have like those big, huge vocals in those songs. And we're going to talk about some songs tonight that have just like, it sounds like there's a million people singing it. And you could just picture that in like a live arena and everyone singing those like yes. those words back to that band. Yes. So yes. to me, that's that's what makes a perfect anthem. Um, I put in the notes here. It's got to have a, a sing along ability. Uh huh. Um, I, I know that's not a word. And then I put. I feel like it needs to be loud. Yep. Um, and then I put sing along ability. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to be able to feel it. You know, and that's true with all music to me is, is, is I feel like the thing that matters to me most is feeling it. But when you feel a rock anthem, it's that feeling it just gets you. It's not even just pick me up and make me happy. It it, it can get you pumped in yep. a way, you know. Um, and then, of course, sing along ability. Again, in case you missed it. Yes, yes. In case in case you're wondering. And you're right. There, You know, all of these songs really are ones that just, um, to me are definitely ones that people are just shouting right back a lot of times at the bands as they're playing and that sort of thing. And I was going to start out with my picks and, and alternate based on me, you, me, so so we'd end up with yours. But your first one is just such the perfect one to yep. start off with. Your first pick is so great. It is ACDC, and it is uh, For Those About to Rock. up and be counted for what you are about to receive we are the dealers we'll give you everything you need <laughs> i was just sitting here it was all i could do to not just start shouting in the mic with him right? I, I mean i was lip syncing i'm throwing horns up i'm jamming 
And and I'll tell you this, ACDC, the way they record a lot of their music, and, and, and so many of their songs have that intro. They, they're, they're very big on having an intro, you know, that goes for a little bit before mm-hmm. you get into the meat of the song. And, um, and, and they do this thing where they're very much in two channels. They're very much in the left and right channel with the different instruments. And, and so you're hearing that lead guitar in one ear and you're hearing the drums in the other. And it's, and it's this neat kind of mix of music coming back and forth at you until it all just comes together. And, oh, and then when you get down to the end of this song, oh, my Lanta. I'm sorry, Cannons, Chris. baby. This, Cannons. <laughs> fire! This was your pick. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Well, I mean, like, I mean, Steve, you, you said it, you said it all. Like, it is one of those songs, like, I mean, it falls under everything we said. Like, if you're not screaming along at the end, you know, oh. ah! like, if you're not doing that, sing along ability. Check. Sing- <laughs> Hello. Like, I mean, and again, like, ACDC so defined. I mean, ACDC kind of defined, you know, music of the 70s and the 80s and, you know, people kind of looked at rockers in those times as like the degenerate kids. And, you know, it's just like, you know what? You, everyone else thinks that you guys are, you know, there's something wrong with you. But for those about to rock, we salute you. Yes. Yes. We get it. Yes. And those cannons and, oh, I just need to see ACDC live, man. Oh, that, oh, my God. That moment just before it all just, you know, starts to really rock out that we salute you. Oh, yeah. And I love, too, how at the end of this song, like, when you start to get into those canons, like, there's no music. When it's just, like, for those about to rock, yes. silence. Yes. Oh. And then fire, where you're just like, oh, my God. Like, that <laughs> that just, that silence adds to just that end where you're just, like, you're ready to explode from the yes. rock. Yes. Oh. Um, and we Listen, let me tell you who we've gotten on board with us right now is the Admiral. Yes. The, the admiral in the chat is is all about some ACDC, so <laughs> which is great. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, heck yeah. We you know what we here's what we need to do. We need to make this gold con thing happen. Yes. <laughs> and and we need to have a rock out loud karaoke night. Oh yeah, we do. And and just oh that'd be a blast. Guys, get all your friends to you know. Do the Patreon thing, and we'll be able to make this happen. We'll be able to make it happen, and and I've got the perfect setup and DJ to bring with us to do a karaoke night. Oh my lanta! Oh, it'd be great. So, oh. um, you know, you talk about uh, you mentioned something that was so pertinent, and I wrote it down here in my Marvel journal. Um, <laughs> you, you talked about these anthems being associated with a generation. Mm-hmm. And and just like you know, for those about to rock, definitely associated with that seventies, eighties rocker generation. But um, you know, this next one, which is my first pick, is the same way. Uh, and I and I couldn't have said it better myself to just be associated with a generation and talk about the intro situation. My oh, yeah. land to these guys. This is a band we've not had on the show yet. Nope. Uh, this is the Who with Baba O'Reilly sometimes called Teenage Wasteland.
So now I can't claim to be the biggest Who fan in the world, um, but I love this song. It's uh, like just that chorus, like the, when like they're about to hit it. Yes. Yes. It's. <laughs> well, here. Yeah. I don't even care if you're not a teenager. I'm not a teenager anymore. You're not a teenager no, anymore. Uh-huh. Like it just it this song and again, like not a huge YouTube fan. This song, when I saw you picked it, I was like, yes, because this is one that I did not put on mine. And I was like, this song constantly makes like the hairs on my arms stand up every time. Yes, yes, so much so. And the volume's not going down for me. There we go. <laughs> huh? like, no, you can't silence <laughs> no, the who. You can't silence the who. Apparently that's the truth. Um, but, uh, <laughs> that's narc. Um, yeah, the, j- just the in- you know what, this is one of those songs though, that the minute it starts out, it catches your attention. Yeah. And just when you're tired of that little, just, you know, one hand on the keyboard, all of a sudden the piano comes in and then you're like, okay, what is, and then the drums hit just right. And then those vocals come in out here in the fields, you know, out here in the fields, I fight for my meals. I get my back into my living. Yeah. Uh, and and, and, and it's, it's those vocals that are, they are, they are in your face. Yeah. Like everything in this song is in your face. The drums, when they come in, the guitars, like you could just see him windmilling. Yes. You know? Yes. Everything is big. The, That's what a rock anthem is. The originator of the windmill, apparently, by the way. Exactly. Um, the, the, and they, I've heard them talk about this song and they talk about this song's not about drugs. Like a lot of people think mm-hmm. it's just about, um, wasting your youth. Yep. And how so many people just you know waste their youth, and that's when he says we're all wasted. That's what he's talking about. And 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 it's so cool that it can just and it is. This is to me. It has all the marks of an anthem. Teenage wasteland. Oh, so good. And I mean, talking about covers, and everyone loves covers. There is like a fairly large band in New Jersey called the Gaslight Anthem, and. The lead yeah. singer, actually, like, I have spoken with on many occasions outside of any sort of musical thing. And I was like, dude, I might not like your music, but your cover of Bob O'Reilly is insane. And live, oh my God. Like, again, goosebumps. It just, it, it awakens that thing in people that, like, everybody can just get behind the song. And everybody can, it resonates in, you know? Oh, amazing. Yeah, I've, I've heard of the Gaslight Anthem. Yeah. Here's a taste of that.
They are good. Yeah. Or that song is. I don't know about the wrestlers, but I've heard of them, though. Yeah. I think I even saw them do this on Letterman. You might have. Yeah. They might have done it. So there you go. That's uh, uh But I love Bob O'Reilly. Well, you know what? We're going to show a band that we hadn't shown much love tonight. We're going to show them some love, Kristen. Yeah, finally. Because this is, <laughs> there's no denying that this is definitely a rock and roll anthem. It's the rock and roll national anthem. Get your hands up. It's fun. I gotta tell you, it's fun. And I, I picked the I picked the album version instead of a live version. I don't know why. Um because the crowd, because the live version's a popular yeah, one. Yeah, the crowd adds so much to this. Want to rock and roll all night and party, party every, every day? day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. And I mean, like talking about, you know, I mean, we could talk about, you know, Kiss, and we talked about them a lot earlier. But like, they they have the Kiss Army, and in the seventies, there were few bands that were bigger than Kiss. Like, Kiss was a religion, and you know, alive and, you know, those live albums that came along with it and, you know, people seeing all those theatrics for the first time and hearing, you know, I mean, you look at Kiss and you don't think that you're going to hear a song like Rock and Roll All Night, but it just, it just rules. And again, it's simple. Like, you know, the lyrics aren't changing the world. You know, you drive us wild, we'll drive you crazy. It's, it's awesome. And it is like, it is the Rock and Roll National Anthem. Come yeah, on. Yeah, it, it is. <laughs> and and it's one of those songs that, like, when you hear it, you know, regardless of your feelings of the band that is performing it, you can't help but just just get into it. You yep. know, and, and you do. And it, and, it, and it gets you up all night to party every day. So. And I feel like most people know this song. Yes. Like if you don't yes. know a Kiss song, if you if you're like I've never heard of Kiss, if you play the song, someone will be like, "Oh yeah, like I heard that at a football game," or "Oh, I heard that at a hockey game." Well, you know, and and at the show I was at a couple of weeks ago, I told you this. Everyone, that's what everyone was there waiting for. That was around us. Like Def Leppard, you know, had had come and gone, and everyone was just waiting for him to do rock and roll all night and party every day, uh, because that's the only one they knew. You know, yep. of course I knew "Lick It Up," but. Uh, <laughs> of course you would that would be the song you knew isn't that crazy um so anyhow moving on um i you know and i don't know that we've ever really featured kiss or talked about kiss on this show before i mean we talked about them of course because of the concert but i don't know we've ever played a, a song by them no i don't think we have yeah we, we, we got a, we got several first tonight because uh well this is not a first we've had we've we've talked about these guys we've had one song on by them before but um I feel like we need to do a whole show dedicated to this group yep. at some point. 
Um, this is this just screams anthem to me. It's Jukebox Hero by Foreigner. I think this is this is the story of rockers everywhere <laughs> right it is everyone has that one light bulb moment man where you're just like oh my god and like just the crazy guitar how that comes in and plows yes, in yes i well, feel like that's everyone's realization of like i love rock and roll yeah definitely and i also you know this this song has such a cool late 70s early 80s feel to it for one thing but it's and and you feel like it's not as heavy as you as you want it to be when it opens up, but it really is that uh-huh. that synthesized sound that's coming in, and and then the way that 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 bass drum starts to kick in, and then like you said, when that one guitar hits when when it does, and then you know all you got to do is just sing along with jukebox hero got stars in his eyes, but you know if rock and roll all night is is and I know it is the the rock and roll national anthem, I feel like that this is the rock and roll artist anthem yeah um just jukebox hero got stars in his eyes and i mean i can attest because i've seen foreigner live a few times like sing-along ability everyone is screaming especially like that one guitar everyone's screaming it and pumping their fists in the air like there it's just it doesn't get any better yes i i would love see i've i gotta see foreigner you do because yeah. again, night of hits. Let me tell you something about a night of hits. <laughs> <laughs> well, and not only they were touring with Journey a few years back. Yes, and Night Ranger. Huh? Uh, see, and that and the tickets. I remember that coming near here, and the tickets were so stinging expensive. Yeah, we just couldn't. We couldn't afford to go. Me and my friends, but um, I you do need to check out Groupon, Steve, because Groupon's been pulling out all these things. I saw Def Leppard for twenty bucks. Oh my Lanta. Yeah. Maybe I can go see Slash. Yeah, look it All up. right, I'll check look it out. It up. I will check it out. Forget you, Live Nation. Um, 
so moving moving right along, if you will. Uh, <laughs> Another band that we haven't talked about that we've actually gotten flack for not talking about. Yeah, yeah. I want to address them real quick. Wendy says you paid to hear the band, not the audience. <laughs> no, I mean I think it's part of the the the. It's the whole thing. Um, Steve and I are very different about the live thing. I want the crowd to be as loud as humanly possible, and Steve's like, "Shut up! I want to hear the artist." When I'm listening to it on when I, uh, I was just the one song because I was so into the the song itself, and as the people went nuts, I was like, "Okay, shut up, everybody!" Oh my god, it's think, so good. I think a good crowd adds a lot to it to a good show, especially. Um, yeah, I'm sorry, I, I stepped all over what you were saying because you made a great segue into this. Uh, we've caught flack for not talking about this group yet. Yeah. Well, definitely on the Twitter. Everyone's like, when are you going to do a VH one? When are you going to mention VH? Come on. Like, how can you do a rock podcast and not talk about Van Halen? Well, here we go. Let's do it right now. There's this movie called Ready to Rumble. Okay. It's about, it's got David Arquette in it. <laughs> and it's about him and his buddy trying to get to a wrestling show with um, with a washed up wrestler uh, to, to get him back on top and win him the championship back. And they hitch a ride along the way. I want to say it was Ready to Rumble. They hitch a ride along the way with a bunch of nuns who they teach to sing Running with the Devil. <laughs> Stop! Oh my God, that's great! <laughs> That's awesome. Um, talk about a song that's aimed at a at a rock and roll generation. Yep. You know this is this is it. This is this is one of those songs, uh, along with songs like Highway to Hell, and um, you know the like and such as that uh, caused all the churches to rise up and say burn their records. Yeah, it did. I mean, and the thing with this song, too, is this is the first song on the first Van Halen record. So, so many people associate, like, 80s rock with, like, starting with Van Halen, like, as one of the big bands that came out with that, you know. It wasn't, you know, heavy metal, but it it was very accessible, and it was more, it had, like, hints of the metal, but it was more of, like, a straightforward rock band, and just, like, 
I couldn't even imagine like not ever hearing that and then be, someone being like, no, man, listen to Van Halen. Like, listen to it. And they give me this record and that's the first thing I hear. I'd be so stoked. <laughs> well, so and, down. Yeah. And, and you know, and, and with with David Lee Roth and that scream he's got, that, that just those screaming vocals that he had back then, but they also got that tight harmony in the background. And again, it's one of those, like you said, keep it simple, simple lyrics. Running with the devil. You're just yep. able to do it. And uh, I've never, have you ever seen Van Halen live? I have not. Have they been together in your lifetime? <laughs> they have actually been together in my lifetime. I do have a Van Halen t-shirt from um, a tour when Sammy was actually singing. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's not its not a very cool shirt. I'm pretty sure it's a concert. It's like a parking lot t-shirt. So whatever. No. But <laughs> I mean, my parking thing too with Van Halen, like I would never... This might get me in trouble, but I wouldn't want to see Van Halen live now. Right. Like they, it just it doesn't have that draw for me. Mm-hmm. Like an ACDC does, where I'm like, no man, I would I would love to see them live. Um, but like in in the '80s, forget about it. I would have been all over it. Like, oh, who's oh Van Halen's in town? Yeah, we're going. <laughs> the uh, the admiral brings up a point. I know you've seen the wedding singer. Of course. Uh, one of the favorite bits in there is take that shirt off before you jinx the band and they break up. Now take off my Van Halen t-shirt before you jinx the band That's and they right. break up. <laughs> and the delivery of that line. Yep, it's so great. <laughs> oh, man. I, I There's a, so much of Van Halen stuff that I love. And I even love some of their stuff. Uh, I think it was asked in the chat while we were playing this, uh, Roth or Hagar... And um, I'm a I, I may like I think I like them. I mean I like both. There's stuff from both of those. What I agree. You... Like why why pick? Yeah, both of them are really good. Like and I mean I because like I said it in the chat. They're two completely different bands, and I don't think you can really compare. Like and people. I mean I know people do it, but I feel like it's impossible to compare. You know Hagar to van halen because they're just so different like you you can't compare dreams to running with the devil like no no exactly but i love dreams by the way oh me too dreams love walks in i love it i love right now yes um i love why can't this be love Mm -hmm. um but i also love the, the the david lee roth stuff panama six uh 55 drive. I can't drive 55 and that that's I see and then I start to get him confused. That's that's solo Sammy Hagar. So oh, that's is that not Hagar. I'm sorry. By God. Yeah. Um but Panama. Like, you really got me. Ain't talking yes. about love. Jamie's crying. Dance the night away. Oh god. See, you're hitting me right in the right in, right the, in the gut. Feels. We've got to do a Halen show. We we should probably do a two-part Van Halen show. We should. The David Lee Roth years, the Sammy Hagar years. And um, that way, I, we can play all the good stuff from one and all the good stuff from the other, and not I'm down. Be, and not be torn. So we'll put that. Let me write that down in the Marvel Journal. <laughs> we have so many podcasts, like you said. Like we're here for years. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I, I had you know. I'll be honest with you. Sidebar: that I was I was kind of worried when we started. I'm like, what happens when we go through all of our favorite stuff? We're not. Nope. We're not. There's so much good stuff coming down the pipe. Um, several several bands on on the 
on the old uh, list tonight, Kristen, that we've not really talked about ever on this show. And this next one, I don't know how you feel about it. I was kind of nervous about putting this one up here. <laughs> because I, because I'm like, I could see Chris and be like, oh my god, I hate these guys. Well, this is good because Wu emailed us and asked us how we felt about this band. So, well, we'll talk about it when we get to the end. But this is this is not just one of my favorite rock anthems, but it's it's one of my favorite songs in in the wide world. But uh, it's um, Pride in the Name of Love. You too. <laughs> Kristen, hurt my heart now. <laughs> I'm sorry, Steve. <laughs> I will I tell it. you, I, I, I there was it. one U2 song that I absolutely love. Yeah? And that's the only one. Oh, this one? No, oh. It's, I still haven't found one I'm looking for. Oh, yeah. That's a good I one. I love that song. That's a good one. You don't even like Sunday Bloody Sunday? No. I. This is another band, Steve, where I'm just like, I don't understand why they're so popular. Um, I, I, I honestly think that U2 continues to ride the wave of the success they had in the 80s. Oh, yeah, because the Joshua Tree was one of the biggest albums yes, of the 80s. Yeah, and I really feel like, you know, and that's not, that's not any slight on anything. I also feel like um, any time I've ever heard anyone talk about Bono, um, you know, they talk about, I've heard several people talk about meeting him and how they went in, um, to, you know, they had a chance to meet him and they just said, I hope this is the biggest jerk I've ever met in my life. He's so pretentious. I just know it's going to be, you know, all this stuff he does, all the preaching and everything he does. And they said, and I walked away and he's one of the greatest people you ever want to meet. Well, that's great. And, and so because I too would think he would be a total. Yeah, D-back. me too. Me too. I, you know, I'm not. I'm not so much uh, uh, liking them that I'm like, oh, I think I'd like their personalities. But, um, but I do dig a lot of their stuff. But it's all the older stuff. There's not. Okay. A, there's not a lot of the, the newer stuff that I like. But this is just one of those songs because of you know. And to me, again, keep it simple. You might not be able to know the verses, but you can sing in the name of love. Um, and. And it's so, from the get-go, I mean, it just hits you right in the face and keeps rolling all the way through. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and uh, honestly, when uh, we were reading the email about, you know, some heavy-handed messages or some, you know, some deeper stuff, you get into some of that with some U2 stuff. I mean, my, my mind immediately jumped to some of their songs, particularly Sunday Bloody Sunday. Yep. But, um, but this song, to me, is just one of those great anthems that, you know, again, sing-along ability. Uh, to me, I feel it. And... Um, 
uh, you know, and and Chris and I, now look, I'm not a huge U2 fan, understand. So this is not, you didn't hurt me like you did with the Led Zeppelin stuff. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> I didn't quite break your heart. I'll have to work on that. Yeah. But you know what I like? And, and I kind of knew this. So when I was setting up this list, I'm like, you know what? If there's one on here, well, there's one, the other, my other pick I'm kind of worried about. Um, I was, I was shocked by your pick, but okay. we'll, we'll talk about it. Good night. Daggummit. Um, <laughs> But uh, but uh, but I knew there'd always be this one thing that could bring us back together. Of course, because why it would it be a podcast? <laughs> All right. I got something to say. Kristen, what do you want? I want rock and roll. <laughs> yes, I do. Oh my gosh. I'm just sitting here listening to this. I'm like, you know what? The day has got to come where we're together at a leopard concert. Oh, absolutely. Oh. And hopefully it'll happen in Vegas. That'd be amazing. <laughs> that would be amazing. But um, gosh, I love this song. Yeah. I'm, I mean, rock anthem. Absolutely. Oh my gosh, of course. Like, and, and like the whole thing with this song too is like this defined like that early MTV generation. Yes. Yeah. Because, you know, Def Leppard was one of the first bands that was ever played on MTV. Bring mm-hmm. It On The Heartbreak was huge on MTV and then they do this and then, you know, there's the really cheesy, amazing video to go along with this song. Like, Keeping it simple. And a funny thing with this too, little little fun fact, is that when they were recording this song, they like for the chorus, they were just singing and then like they came in after like leaving the studio one night and someone had a Bible that was open to the chorus Rock of Ages and they were like, This fits, this is perfect. Here we go. Oh my god. We call that not a Bible, but a hymnal. And and we call that in in the Southern Baptist and in, in the South we call that the Red Book. That's a song that would have been in the Red Book. 
<laughs> in some of these old little churches around here. Um, this song, let me let me get into the geek universe for a little bit since we are on the Goliverse, the Geek Out Loud Network. Um, this is how huge this song was. The Kurgan in Highlander walks into the church. He's scary as all get out. Clancy Brown, scary as all get out, turns around, looks at all these little church people, and he's like, I got something to say. It's better to burn out than to fade away. So, uh, I love this song. This song, to me, um, I know we talked about Hysteria on Patreon Day, uh, and we talked about it being the perfect follow-up to this album, to Pyromania. Um, This song is... Like if you were if you put me against the wall to, to like my top three or four, this would be in there. Yeah. Um, it 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 is it is that I like it that much. I jam out to it that much, and it is. Let me tell you something. It just took me back to the concert, and like, yeah, everyone just yelling back at him. I want rock and roll. Yep. So, Clapping their hands. Yes. I mean, it, we, there are so many, you know, Leopard songs you could have picked. I mean, you could have done, you know, Let's Get Rocked. But mm-hmm. I did Rock of Ages because, because, like, you know, this is definitely not my favorite right. Leopard yeah, song. Right, yeah, I know, yeah. But, I mean, such an anthem. Everyone knows it. It's just, it just brings you there, you know? And I wanted to give some love to Pyromania because I know we've had a lot of people that have like commented and they're like, you guys always talk about hysteria. Like, da, 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 da. like Pyromania is awesome, man. It is. We just haven't had the opportunity to get to stuff yet. <laughs> no, number four most played in my iTunes, Rock of Ages, behind Sweet Child of Mine, Footloose because of the show, and <laughs> Shook Me Like a Prayer by Rock Sugar. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Like, that's your top four. I love it. <laughs> that's the top four most played in the iTunes. Now let me get back to this playlist. Um, so, oh, wow. I'm so sad that you didn't like this pick, this next pick. I should change it out right now. I should just go with something different right now. <laughs> but I won't because we've never really talked about this guy. I'm not a big fan of this guy, but I, I do like this song, and I feel like it's, uh, it, it, it fits that, um, that rock anthem situation. Neil Young, rocking in the free world. Chris, and I understand this is a little outside of the wheelhouse of what we're normally talking here. It's a little bit earlier than um, than some of the stuff we normally talk about, but uh, it's a it it's it's a rock anthem. It is a rock anthem. I will give that to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will give that to you, Steve. One that Kristen is it Neil Young or is it the song? Um. On, I don't know. I don't like his voice. I'll tell you, yeah. I like the song Hey, Hey, My, My. Mm-hmm. 
That's about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also hate Bon Jovi's cover of this song too. So maybe it oh, is well. a song. I don't know. Maybe it, maybe it's a song. See, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not a fan of Neil Young. I don't like Southern Man. Um, no. <clears throat> Southern man don't need him around you darn, anyhow. You darn skippy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh but but I do this is one of those songs that from the moment it starts I can't help but just kinda start bobbing, you know, and then when that chorus hits, I've gotta sing along with it. Keep on rocking in a free world But I put my eighties voice in there. Um And I will give this song too. I do really like the lyric, Don't feel like Satan, but I am to them because yes. I feel like I mean, we talked earlier with like, you know, people encouraging, you know, kids to and parents to burn their kids records and all sort of stuff like that rock music being of the devil. And it's like, no, we really just we just want to have fun. And, you know, we we're just having a good time up here. But, you know, back in the 70s and the 80s, everything was no, if you play that record backward, listen to the subliminal message from like Satan. It's just like. Don't look that much into it, man. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, Andrew Ortega calls him the grandfather of grunge. <laughs> Maybe that's why I hate it. <laughs> Maybe it very well could be. Well, let's <laughs> let's move on then to uh, to another band we've never talked about on the show. I don't think. Nope, we have not. Definitely not. Youth Gone Wild, Skid Row. Okay. song yeah buddy what a song oh <laughs> uh, is they're just they're killer or yeah. they were a killer <laughs> they they had a they you know they're again the, it's so funny for me to come from the background i come from and sitting here talking this music because it is it, there's so many of these bands that you can't you just can't imagine christian how warned against them we were as kids i can't especially when it was so like accessible and accepted for me yeah, <laughs> but this is one of them now. And and their lead singer, uh, isn't that Sebastian Bach? Yes, it is. Yeah, he is. Um, to me, he's one of the best vocalists for this style of music to come out of that era. Oh yeah, he's amazing. Mm-hmm. I know. Like there's, it's it's funny because you can go on YouTube and we talked about Steelheart in our Power Ballads episode. There's a lot of videos comparing like Sebastian to like lead singer of Steelheart. And they're like, these are the two best voices to come out of this generation. Um, and I mean, he's insane. 
-hmm. And, you know, he laughs at his own jokes too much and slaps his knee a lot. But, <laughs> like, that, that's just what Gu he does. Guilty. Guilty. Yeah, he does. And, but this song, I mean, the lyrics, anthemic, does it, you know, speak to a generation? Does it speak to the youth of a generation? Yes. Hence the title, Youth Gone Wild. Is everyone pumping their fists in there and singing it? Yes. Awesome. Oh, it, just all the awesome. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. And it, I, you know... Let me just pull out the let me just pull out the line, Kristen. It just jams. Mm -hmm. It just jams. By the way, I, I don't want to skip over this. It was posted in the chat for our listening and pleasure. This is the Kurgan from Highlander. <laughs> something to say. It's better to burn out than to fade away. <laughs> the voice of Lex Luthor from Superman the Animated Series. So good, so good. <laughs> oh man! Uh, so Sebastian Bach bringing the youth gone wild, and uh, we close out with this my final pick. And uh, please don't hurt my feelings on this one, um, Kristen. I don't. I sounded real southern just then. Hurt my feelings. Hurt my feelings. Yeah, please don't hurt my feelings on this one, um, because this is to me. Um, I love this song, and it is, it's, again, it is an anthem. we featured this song on one episode before but as i was going through um i tried to pick so many that weren't really on the nose for rock anthems mm -hmm. that i'm like well i've just got to you know i'm going to close out my picks with this one for sure <laughs> um you know because it is it is one of those songs that intro uh, i can walk everyone through the exact way to guitar with it to air guitar with it you start with a few windmills and then when you hit the solo you just kind of make the face and get up there on your on your air guitar and you know pick it out and uh, and then when you hear the whistle, you just start banging your head. Oh yeah, the whistle is when you just go insane. <laughs> and though you might not be able to sing the word "just so that you're living under the street," you can hit, definitely hit when they hit that chorus again. Take me down to the paradise. Everyone hits that. And um, uh, I just this is a song that if I'm just can't get going in the morning, it comes on. Yeah. You know, and and before I know it, I'm you know throwing the fist in the air banging the head excited to be alive kind of thing and um you know it's a shame 
you never say never in entertainment, but uh, but this will never happen. Yeah, it's a shame to never to know that we'll never see these guys uh, perform together <laughs> and have that opportunity yeah. um, because that is that is a show I would have gone to. Of course, Axel's lost. I was going to say, well, Steve, you might not have even seen him because he might have just chosen not to show up. That's like true. Philadelphia. That's true. That's true. <laughs> he's he's so far out there. So, you know, <laughs> but anyhow. Well, let's be real. I mean, the heart and soul of Guns N' Roses, to me, has always been Duff and it's always been Slash. Yeah. Duff has been behind so much of that band's, like, just what made that band tick. Mm-hmm. And that signature sound, like, yeah, I get it. Axl Rose has that signature voice. Mm-hmm. But... I mean, I don't think that that band goes anywhere without Slash's guitar work and Duff's, like, musical thinking. And I feel like Duff really doesn't get a lot of credit at all for Guns N' Roses. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I totally agree with you there. And and it was just, that, that band was just the right mixture of the right people at the right time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, unfortunately, Axel was the only one who was thinking about getting his hands you know, completely wrapped up in everything that was going on. Um, but it doesn't change the music that they made. Um, no, because that Appetite for Destruction is a perfect record. There's a reason why it's the best-selling debut album of all time. Mm-hmm. It's unreal. And, like, the, the three main songs, like, might again, might not be my favorite, you know, songs. I definitely love me some Rocket Queen and some My Michelle, and it's so easy, but... <laughs> You know, <laughs> yep. Faraday City is definitely, I feel like, the anthem. Yes. And, you know, yeah. you can make a case for Welcome to the Jungle, but just, like, this is the, like, the fist-pumping song, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think, I don't think in, in, in the realm of anthems that Welcome to the Jungle gets to this one. Yeah. So, um, but, uh, yeah, but I'd love it. And, and I hate that, you know, I know that, um... I know that when Slash does travel, that he'll do some of these songs from time to time. Yeah. Uh, he and Miles and uh, yeah, I'll. In fact, there was a live album with with him and Miles Kennedy and and uh, and they did a lot of Guns and Roses stuff, and Miles sounded fantastic on those. I, I, this was not just a good way for me to segue into my love for Slash and Miles Kennedy. I was gonna say, here we go. See, I did that right now. You're doing Slash and Miles Kennedy. Drink up, everybody. <laughs> All right, Def Leppard. All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I said I talked about Def Leppard. Take a drink. Oh, there you go. Oh, yeah, yeah. Drink up. Uh, drinking game. So, um, uh, but gosh, these 10 that we have here, Kristen, just don't even cover some of the, you know, some of the good ones. I Again, I don't know how in the world, because um, you even told me, you sent me a text, you're like, you get to pick the hits. And I'm yep. like, I know it. But. <laughs> And therein lies the problem. <laughs> Too many hits. I mean, you know, for it would have been so easy to go. Don't stop believing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because that is considered by some like the number one rock anthem of all time. Yep. Um, you know, we will rock you. Oh, we are the champions. Yes. Yes. I want to rock. I want to rock. Um, even even silly stuff like Eye of the Tiger, uh, you know, I, we talked before, uh, you know, like I said, about Born in the USA, yep. which isn't that pro-America song that people in the 80s thought it was and that President Reagan, God rest his soul, thought it was. But, um, 
you know, it it's still because of just the the easiness to sing along and, and it does get your fist up and it does, you know, that the drums driving, you know, back to journey separate ways mm-hmm. is, is awesome. You know, um, Springsteen you, growing up. Okay. Incredible. If you haven't heard it, you need to. <laughs> well, it, it is this like, it is the Bruce Springsteen song for the youth, man. Like it is like the youth gone wild of Springsteen. <laughs> um, let me let me I'm just going to start looking down here through the playlist here and see what I see uh just to throw some out um god so many by ACDC Thunderstruck oh, yeah. Shoot the Thrill um uh, Rock and Roll Ain't Noise Pollution Oh my gosh Hey all you middlemen oh, uh <laughs> <laughs> Now I'm just going to have to start listening to all this stuff tonight before I go to bed Um gosh even even shot through the not shot through the heart <laughs> Because that is a Bon Jovi song, <laughs> right. but not the one you're thinking. Right. <laughs> you give love a bad name. Mm-hmm. Um, good Lord. So much of theirs. Lay your hands on me. I was to me say, lay good. your hands on me. Oh, you know. Um, and and I'll tell you, it's they're, they're not huge. You know, we mention them from time to time on here, and I absolutely love them. Uh, but the one, my number one most played song on my iTunes, Rock Sugars, um, Shook Me Like a Prayer. The yep. way that song is arranged, God, when you hit the chorus, you know, they do finally hit the, uh, well, even, no, it's they're still doing the Madonna chorus, and they're just, and I told him, I told Jess Arnell when I got to speak to him, I'm like, I would love to see you guys live because you have arranged this song to completely manipulate your audience into just singing along and belting <laughs> it out with you. Uh, so, it's so much fun and so good. Um Another anthem that I love that's kind of and like off the beaten path a mm-hmm. little bit. Mm-hmm. I love Ziggy Stardust by David Bowie. Oh yeah. Like it's not that traditional anthem, but like you hear that intro and guess what? You're gonna say Ziggy played guitar. Like they're gonna do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's well, epic. If, I, if I hear if I hear China Girl, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna say, Oh baby, just shut your mouth. <laughs> Another wedding singer reference. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> all right, indeed. shut your mouth. We all know the words. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I could have never married that man. He would have hated me. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, back to back to Guns N' Roses. I feel like "Sweet Child of Mine," though it's a love song, is kind of has become a rock anthem mm-hmm. for a lot of people. Um, I'm now I'm just scrolling through my different stuff. Well, you mentioned "Let's Get Rock" earlier. Of course. Uh, you know, by by Def Leppard. Um, my God. Pour some sugar on me. Uh, <laughs> that's the easy one. Yeah, that's the easy one. Um, so, yeah. God. My Generation by The Who. Yes, yes. So huge. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, The Who had several. Oh, yeah. That are good, that are good rock anthems. Um, again, I don't... I'm not a huge fan of the Who, but for some reason I've got a butt ton of Who music in in my in my <laughs> collection. Um, and well, Steve, what about some Here I Go Again? Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> so just, much White Snake. We need to have just, a White Snake podcast one day. Shut, just shut your mouth. <laughs> 
I almost put that on again. That was one of those I almost put on there, and I just couldn't. For Geeks Everywhere, The Touch by Stan Bush is a rock anthem. Um, I'm, I'm looking through now, because I do. I, I've all, I think I've got just practically the full discography of The Who. <laughs> oh, my and God. And I have no geez. idea why. You have, like, the box set. <laughs> yeah, I don't, and I don't know why. I really don't. Um, <laughs> Still with the knife by white snake in the uh, heat of the day, I hang my head down low, hide my face from the sun. Mm-hmm, oh. Mm-hmm. oh man, so so, and these are the songs that you know the they're they're not only anthems but they're entry points. Yep. You know these are the songs that that would end up getting play a lot of times, not just among your little rock and roll circles, but they'd get the radio play. And so it would bring other people into these bands and these groups. And, and I think that's the, that's one of the best things about them is they open a door to hear so much more good stuff. Um, good. REO Speedwagon comes so close with some, but they never quite make it to me to rock (laughs) anthem status. (laughs) There's still a little bit like, we're like, Oh no. I mean, well, the, I put it in the chat. All the young dudes by Mott the Hoople. Yeah, like, Mott the Hoople. Yeah. You like I like we need to karaoke it, and we need to all be a little bit tipsy, and we all just need to be like all the young dudes. Like we need to all do the it. Young uh, that'd be fun. Yeah. That would be fun. Fun. Um, I'm still scrolling through various and sundry. No MC <laughs> Hammer. Nothing by you as a rock anthem. MC Hammer. No. Come on. <laughs> It's just, like I say, it was one of those things that was hard to kind of do because I just wanted to go to all the big ones and just immediately jump on them. And, uh, and, and then I said, no, I'm going to try to be sneaky yeah. and, and throw in a few, you know, that are easy. But we, you know, we talked about just kind of rapid firing a few back and forth here um, with each other. Is anyone mentioned anything in the chat? Um, I mean, everyone's throwing out good stuff like Blitzkrieg Bob. Ball. You know, Betsy says, you know, it's my life and have a nice day by Bon Jovi. Oh, yeah. Ballroom like, Blitz is in there. Yeah. I mean, the whole point of this little segment, because like I said to you, Steve, I'm like, we have to have an honorable mention because we're going to get so, so many emails like, how did you not put We Will Rock You in? It's like, we know. We know. We're talking about it now. We just, we like, like I have learned. We cannot play all the songs that we would like to hear. Yeah. Back <laughs> there will be other playlists and podcasts and times indeed, for it. Indeed. And uh, I just have to throw out, because it, I love it, I'm 18 by Alice Cooper. Mm, Alice Cooper has several that are that are pretty good. Yep. No more Mr. <laughs> nice Guy. Even oh. School's Out. Yep. Is I mean, I think that would be the big one from them. Oh, yeah. Is, is School's Out. Uh, I graduated high school. My last day, I... Rolled the windows down, and I blasted that song. Kickstart my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, poison. Live wire. Yes, uh, he, Gabe mentions poison. I guess he means the Alice Cooper poison. Yep. Um, I wanna love you, but I uh, But speaking of poison, uh, nothing but a good time. Unskinny bop bop. Uh, yep. <laughs> I want action. Talk dirty to me. Um, yes. You've got another thing coming. Yep, so much Judas Priest, Breaking the Law, Living After Midnight, Maiden, so many Maiden songs. Living After Midnight. (laughs) (sighs) Cherry Bomb. Oh, Cherry Pie by Warrant. Yep. I know that we, you know, we've talked about them. You know, they're not just the Cherry Pie band, but dang, that's a rock anthem if you ask me. Yep. 
So with a little bit of innuendo thrown in there. Come on, feel the noise. That's mm-hmm. a good one. Um, so. Barracuda. Barracuda. Like, well, I, like we're all throwing them out, man. Like there, there are so many. And the crazy, like to me, and I mean, everyone can say, well, you just like old stuff, Kristen. But I mean, the amount of anthems that came out in like the 70s and the 80s mm-hmm. versus what's come out since then yep. is insane. Yeah. I love rock and roll, Joan Jett. Oh, of course. The one I'd mentioned earlier. And, you know, I can't hear that song now. Rock Sugar actually mashes that up with um, Pour Some Sugar On Me. Oh, that's beautiful. And it flows so well. It's so good. Uh, uh-oh. Bohemian Rhapsody is thrown out, Kristen. You want to give your take on Bohemian Rhapsody? Uh, I said it on Facebook today. Like, I don't, I don't consider Bohemian Rhapsody an anthem. Is it one of the greatest songs of all time? Yes. And does it have that little bit where you were headbanging like you were Wayne and Garth and you were just loving life? Yeah, but I don't I and I think that song is too lyrically powerful mm-hmm. to be an anthem. It doesn't have that simplicity. Right. Right, I agree. It does, it it has the singability, but it's not the simplicity. That I guess it, the only reason people sing it is because it is one of the greatest songs of all time. Yeah, and so people just kind of know it. Uh, and can we just? I'll be honest with you. Wayne's World did a lot to bring that song back around to my generation. Oh yeah. Um, you know, it, it, especially where I was at here. Well, and when you think about it, too, Queen, a lot of, like, their albums in the 80s, though, like, the rocker fans that initially got into Queen, they yeah. they don't consider those albums Queen because they're like, no, absolutely not. Right, right. So that was, like, not that that was the legacy, but it's like that's what, was, like, that's what they ended with. Mm-hmm. So, like, to bring that back around and be like, no, here's a reminder of how kick-ass Queen is and how much all of you all love them. Yep, yep. Live to Win by Paul Stanley. That's a rock anthem to me, sir. That's your song, Steve. Uh, Alicia broke me in the chat. She's like, The Edge of Glory? with <laughs> Lady uh. Gaga. <laughs> Even though Clarence Clemens does play sax on that song. Hey, I dig that song. And it's because it do. feels like such an 80s pop song. And you know my love for 80s pop music. So yep. <laughs> uh, it's, my, it's my comfort food when it comes to, to music and such as. Well... Um, yeah, we're going to get emails and I know we will. And, and thanks to the chat for throwing some things out there. But, um, you know, we only, we have a limited amount of time and, uh, but we appreciate you guys, uh, listening in and we'd love to listen. We love the emails. So send them on. And, uh, we've, we've gotten so many that, uh, we're starting to get some backlogged as you saw tonight in this episode. And, uh, so we may have to one of these days, Kristen, just do a clearing out the mailbag. Yep, but that's pretty I'm, awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I'm dragging Kristen into something next week, kicking and screaming, and I'm going to go ahead and tell you guys, next week, uh, at least in two or three shows in the Goloverse, it's going to be Guardians Week, Guardians of the Galaxy Week. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going to make Kristen, you've got to go see Guardians of the Galaxy or it's not going to work. I'm going to go on Sunday or Tuesday. Okay, you've got to go or it's not going to work. <laughs> and I'm going to make Kristen, we're going to walk through uh, the Guardians soundtrack, Awesome Mix Volume 1, and talk about those songs and talk about how they fit in the movie and that sort of thing. We're going to do more than just talk about uh, the songs. We're going to actually talk about them as they pertain to the movie. And that's going to give us a little branch of 
uh, Rock Out Loud that we'll do from time to time in our soundtrack series. Yep. Because there are some great soundtracks out there. And we're going to kick it off next week with Guardians Week. Even though Kristen's kicking and screaming because it's not really a lot of rock and roll. It's more just some 70s pop and such as. But it's good stuff. And it's a good movie. And it's, and it's great to talk to. So, Or great to talk to. Great to talk about. My Lanta. We're talking to the movie. It's We're, no big deal. I, well, I did You talk. just gave a massive spoiler for Geek Out Loud, Steve. Now they're going to know you're talking to them. Yeah. I, well, I got to tell you straight up, um, I did talk to that movie a lot uh, <laughs> during it. But now Han's just telling me. <laughs> so. <laughs> all right. Well, that is going to do it for us. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in to Rock Out Loud. Kristen, as always, you're the heart and soul of this thing. So good, so, so good at what you're doing and such a good time talking about some rock anthems. This is so much fun tonight. <laughs> it was. It was it was fun. We I, you know, uh, stick around after the show. There's gonna be an outtake or two, I'm sure. Oh, good lord, yeah. <laughs> From before the show. So. Steve's just letting me run rampant tonight, guys. Loving it, loving it, loving it. So, hey, we want to hear from you. As we said, you can email us at rockoutloudpod at gmail.com. Rockoutloudpod at gmail.com. We've gotten several Rock Out Loud emails to the Geek Out Loud email address, which is fine, but it really helps us out uh, because sometimes I forget to forward those things on over to this email. Uh, so, rockoutloudpod at gmail.com. We'd love for you to follow us on Twitter at RockOutLoudPod on Twitter. I'm at Steve Glosson. Kristen at Xboxing the Stars. And we're on Facebook. Facebook.com slash RockOutLoudPodcast. Get us to 100 likes, guys. We'd appreciate it if you do that. And if you got time, head over to iTunes. Find us on iTunes. Leave us a rating. Leave us a review. Let people know about it. We want to see this thing grow. We want to bring in the weirdest people we can find to rock out with us and uh, and blow their minds with this uh, with this conservative Christian Southern guy and this rocker chick who has no business liking the music that she likes. <laughs> <laughs> also, if you want to support all the shows, you can head over to patreon.com slash geekoutloud. And don't forget geekoutpodcast.com slash rockoutloudpod and with all the shows in the show notes there are links to buy the songs we talk about at Amazon they've got a great mp3 download service and um, good prices on what they do and in the cases where like with the Def Leppard stuff where they're not downloadable there's a link to buy their album right there if you don't have this stuff it's a great way to get it and uh, it helps the show out immensely when you do that that does wrap it up for us. Always the most unrock and roll way to wrap up with plugs and info. <laughs> one of these promo, days, promo, promo. One of these days, I'm just gonna be like, "Find us! See if you can find us!" Bye. Drop the mic. That's right. But until next time, I'm Steve. I'm Kristen. Rock on. Rock on, guys.
yes. flowers in it. Like, oh, we have those around here. Yeah, we have it with honey. There was a place where a dude did honey that way. Oh, wow. Yeah, honey on your honor. Yeah, it's it's the most bizarre thing because I'm like, I really hope that people pay. I mean, because sometimes, like, I know me and my dad have gone and we put, like, you know, if it comes to, like, 12 bucks, we'll just put a 20 in there and be like, right. okay, you know, that's probably making up for some scumbags that haven't done it. <laughs> Well, and you also hope that people don't take the money that people leave, too. Right? Yeah. It's in the Pine Barrens. The, the Jersey Devil's out there, man. Like, he'll get you. He <laughs> you ever seen the Jersey Devil, Kristen? I have not, but my grandpa did. And Whoa, like, whoa, time out. you got to tell that story. By the way, I'm recording now. you got to <laughs> tell the story. Your grandpa saw the Jersey Devil? Yeah, I well, I mean, like, the whole thing is because, you know where we are it's 10 minutes to the pine barrens which is just like millions and millions of acres of just nothing oh. um so when you drive down a lot of those back roads there's no lights on them and there still isn't lights on them um so it was like a, you know the whole the full moon one night and you know he's driving and he hears like this screech and then he stops the car and then he looks up and he just sees the shadow of this thing flying and he was like it was bigger than a bat it was not an owl and it was making noises from something that i have never heard before in my life so and my aunt went to the jersey devil house and her car her car stalled out and the alarm started going off and no one was in the car that's amazing yeah. <laughs> wow. There's also a road called Mount Misery Road, which is pretty close to me. And Mount Misery Road is one of those roads where people chase you if you get too far down it. And I had to drive down it one time in the middle of the day. I was doing like 70. Wow. Yeah. Like I would rather like die in a, like crashing into a tree than dealing with someone following me. <laughs> so like he, it flew over your, it flew over your granddad's head. Uh-huh. He was driving. I'm, I'm just making sure I got the whole story right here. Yeah. And 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 how, I mean, how did it, was it, gee whiz, was it going in the same general direction as him? Was he, was it no, a, like a cross? No, if he was going, like, if he was going hor or horizontally, mm -hmm. it was coming, like, the opposite angle of that. Like, it was going across him if he okay, was going so, straight. Okay, so, like, if he's going down the road, it was flying across the road. Yeah, it was flying from, like, him. tree to tree. <gasps> Oh, my Lanta. <laughs> I feel like everyone in this state's got a Jersey Devil story, though, man. Like, I used to have, I used to be in a, um, in, like, a class in elementary school, and we used to have, like, we were all about the environment, so we would go out and camp and stuff, and you would have people, like, talking about, um, like, their Jersey Devil stories and, like, the birth of it, and it's, it's just a really crazy but awesome story and culture that we got down here. Now, do you believe in the Jersey Devil? Um... Uh, putting you on the no. spot putting you on the spot i know that silence is probably no like i think it's awesome like <laughs> i don't know but i don't believe like i believe in bigfoot and i mm -hmm. i believe in like loch ness yes <laughs> but i don't know quite about the jersey devil my dad claims to have seen bigfoot though like <gasps> you and my dad need to talk i do need to talk to your dad because he is like straight up convinced where he's like no i've seen bigfoot like i've seen it could your would your dad come on the big honking show Probably if he like if he could like coordinate his busy schedule of like just seeing this one band over and over again. Yes. Because <laughs> I, I told him I was like, Dad, Steve is obsessed, obsessed with Bigfoot. He's like, Yeah, I've seen him. What <laughs> what band is he following? 
he follows this guy like John Eddy and I always make fun of him because I'm like, dude, John Eddy wasn't even relevant in the 80s. Why are you following him now? Like he's Springsteen, but who is whatever. John Eddy? Yeah, exactly. No, exactly. I'm being serious right now. No, like it's like he was like on like the Jersey Shore scene like when Bruce was, but never got as big. And now he plays like casinos. But if it makes him happy, it makes him happy. Whatever. I followed much more. Well, no, I haven't followed much ridiculous bands. But I thought I went to California. I flew to California to see a band play a VFW hall. <laughs> and it was in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. But I did it. And this was with John Eddie you're talking about. No, that was not for John Eddie. Oh. That's something that I have done. So it's like my whole thing is like I can't make fun of other people because like this band was literally like I'm gonna have to play them one day on this show. But like this this was a band that like they were kind of big, but they were playing a VFW hall. So how big could they really be? And it was in the middle of nowhere. And we went because my friend was registering as a citizen of California, so we flew out there. And then we loved them and we knew them, so we're like, hey, let's hang out. So we did. <laughs> but they were like, why the hell are you here? Like, this is the wrong coast for you. <laughs> so, uh, look, okay. Did I just confuse the hell out of you? I'm John Eddy, E-D-D-I-E? Yeah. Is there a song? No, please, please, please don't play a song because I hear it all the time. I, I always say it reminds me of music that old people listen to when they're, like, dying. Like, it's just, to me and to my ear, it is just so bland, and there's nothing special about it. This is, like, almost country. Yes, I'm aware. It is. He's from Nashville or something. I don't know. Turn it off. My Lanta. Turn it off! Turn it off! Turn, Turn it off! <laughs> oh, that's the... Listen, here, I need to get that drop. That'd be a great drop. You know in Empire Strikes Back, when when he's like, all right, try it now, and Chewie starts up the Falcon, it starts to spark, and Han's like, Turn it off! Turn it off! Turn it off! We get, that's what I should get. I should get that drop for when someone like suggests a song, we're like, nope. Just... Oh my God, yes! <laughs> Oh man, console turn. Let me Google that for you. <laughs> I love your like insane typing too. Do what now? I love your insane typing. Like it's so forceful. <laughs> I'm sorry. Magic hands. <laughs> oh, I have to tweet in Facebook that we're live. I just tweeted it. Oh, so did I. Okay, well we were gonna get it twice. Whatever. All right. Rock and roll. We don't care. We don't care how we tweet. No, we're rebels. That's right. That's what this show's all about. Yeah, buddy. So we're, I'm completely ignoring the chat. Sorry, guys. Good to good to have you guys with us. Um, Hi, y'all. <laughs> I appreciate you being here. We've been we've been you know we've been doing some pre-show vamping. That's good. That's good. <laughs> giving the people giving the people a little bit of extra. I'm this. Listen, here's the deal. Tell your dad to get off of John Eddie's back for a day. Come on the Big Honkin' Show one evening. Talk to me about seeing Bigfoot, and then you can go back to John Eddie. I will. <laughs> it's John. I will. Well, the thing is, you usually do the call-in shows on Friday. On Fridays, usually he's usually gone. Well, look, I'll change up for him. Listen, <laughs> I will. I will. I will schedule a show around his schedule just to get the Bigfoot story. <laughs> 
I will let him know. He's apparently going to be home before 11 o'clock tonight. I will I will tell him. <laughs> Why is John Eddie singing Suspicious Minds? Oh, my God. And he loves this one. I don't think. Oh. I mean, he's having a good time. And the people are having a good time. Maybe he's a, maybe he puts on a good show, Kristen. Um, he's played my house before. Uh, no. He's played your house? Yes. And it, he's playing my house again this summer. <laughs> he so didn't make a good impression on me. He walked in like he was Springsteen, and I was like, who are you? So, like, he's he stayed at your house? He hasn't stayed here, but he's played a show here. And, like, my dad was like, yeah, here, this is my daughter, Kristen. She never goes to the shows. And I'm like, no, and I never will. So wait a minute. So like he just gave you guys a show? Well, no, they paid him. And he came and did like an acoustic set. And then this summer it's going to be the whole band, which I'm intrigued to see how that's going to work. <laughs> Who's they? My dad. <laughs> he paid the man? Yes. To just come play, did people come over? Was it? Was he having a party of some? Oh, there's like a whole, like a whole thing, Steve. There's like 500 million John Eddie fans, and they're all rich, which is like the, it's, I, I have no idea. But there's like a billion of them, and then they're all over here, and they're like, John Eddie, and I'm like, mm, no, no. And then last night, my dad's like, Kristen, you should really, you know, do some like, do some mix CDs for, you know, stuff. I'm like, I don't think your friends will like any of the music that I have. Music, well, you know, like Bon Jovi and Springsteen, and then like they, he was like, and that's probably it. I'm like, if your friends don't like Journey and Foreigner and like all those like totally like crossed over bands, like uh uh, I, I can't respect that. I'm sorry. <laughs> my I'm, my mind is blown right now. minutes in and you're like oh my god and no i'm not lying it's real life like it real it's it's, ha it's happening <laughs> you've got a dad who who has seen bigfoot and pays a man to come play at your house uh, yeah <laughs> he almost well when i had my going away party for graduation and then when i was going to college we almost got the band that i i flew out to california to see we got them to play but their stupid booking agent was like well they won't be here they're gonna be in Europe and where were they not in Europe doing nothing and then I saw them after and I was like you know I was ready to pay you guys your $1,500 to play you were gonna come to my state you were gonna come to my house you were all gonna stay there we had it all worked out but your booking agent was like no so I'm still bitter to this day because they were like um we would have come in a heartbeat so annoying. So, okay. <laughs> so you don't like this guy, but you were going to have him come. I'm not. My dad is. No, you were going to have him come to a going away party for you? No, 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 no. The band that I went to California to see, I was going to have oh, play my going away party. Okay. They're, and they're cool. Now, what are they called? They're called The Audition. They're fabulous if you would like to Google them. <laughs> Well, wait a minute. Hold on just a second here. I would recommend um, Hell to Cell or Los Angeles 
or it's going to be hard when I'm gone, which has been dedicated to me, and it's amazing. Hell in a Cell. Like the wrestling Hell in a Cell? Hell to Cell. I was, that's a few minutes. I'm like, what? <laughs> I just I, I just had this clip pulled up, and now I lost it. Damn it. I'm actually in the Hell to Cell video for like 0.3 seconds. All right, this is the clip I'm talking about we need to have. I would love, I gotta get that drop. So that's it the twenty one thirty minute there of Empire. I'll just have to remember that. So, so we'll get it. Okay, so the audition. Yes. All right. Now what kind of music are they? Um I I say that they're pop rock. Like Okay. They're definitely rocking, but they're very poppy. Like, I personally do not think they're emo. They have some love songs, but they never really fit into that whole thing, which I think actually kind of screwed them over in terms of, like, getting shows and stuff because they were always on the weirdest tours. I'm like, why am I seeing all these hardcore bands and then you? <laughs> you the, the the song is Hell to Sell, but you said Hell in a Cell. That's funny. No, I, I said Hell to Sell. No, at first you said Hell in a Cell. I don't think I said Hell in a Cell, Steve. <laughs> All right, all right. Okay, I can dig them. Yeah, I I love them so much. Here's a it's random disgusting. one I picked that you didn't mention. Smoke. Oh, I love this song! Well, by God. I got lost in the song there. That's a good song. Right? They're so, they are so ridiculously talented. I love them. And they sum up my entire high school existence. Me and my best friend literally drove everywhere to see that band. Man, that's crazy. I never heard of them. I mean, it's not crazy that I've never heard of them. That's not shocking at all. No, I was going to say, because a lot of people haven't heard of them. I, I mentioned them one time at work, and this guy was like, hey, you know the audition? And I was like, 
do I know the, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I've been to like 70 shows of theirs. <laughs> like, I'm good. <laughs> That's, um, so there you're John Eddy. Kind of? I don't know, like, because they don't tour anymore, but like, they did just say that they wanted to get together and record an album, and they still owe me my drinks when I turned 21. Because I told them, I was like, I'm 21 now, you guys, you gotta buy me a drink. And they're like, hell yes, we're totally going to do that. What, and then they never toured again. What song did they dedicate to you? Um, well, there was a song that's called It's Going to Be Hard When I'm Gone. Mm. And after a show in Orlando one night, they did an acoustic set. And I had told them like a billion times, like, that song is the best song you guys have ever written. And um, like when we were walking back to the van, like lead singer was like, this is for you, Kristen. And I was like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Nice. Death. I died. I died. It was well, that's, great. That's sweet of them. All right. Now that I gushed about them. Yeah. That's. <laughs> no, that's fine. I was just. I, I'm just. I'm still just kind of in shock. Right now, <laughs> I can't get over the fact that your dad's following this this kind of countryish singer around. That he's seen Bigfoot. <laughs> Springsteen in 78. Like, it's ridiculous. Well, you know, the thing... Okay. I can, Okay, look. Here's the thing. It's one thing to say, I really dig this guy. It's another thing to say, I want him to come to my house. Uh-huh. And play for us. Uh-huh. And... I don't get it. Who does that? And people, like, they know the words, and it, it's just... It's weird. I mean, yeah, he had a phone. There were some people jamming out in the front row in that one video, but I couldn't get couldn't get to him singing "Suspicious Minds." Though you should have told me where it was, because if it was anywhere in New Jersey, I probably know all of those people. Because <laughs> mm. it's literally the same people at every show. <laughs> wow. Okay, well, let's do this show. Speaking of, <laughs> we're here, we are here for a reason, guys. 